Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the ABCs of RPGs, where my mic falls and I tell you about our <laughs> Call of Cthulhu campaign. Hey, everybody. Uh, we are the ABCs of RPGs. We teach you the basics of tabletop role-playing games. My name's Spencer. I'm what's known as the Keeper of Arcane Lore, and I'm joined by my fave. Yes, fave. <laughs> I'm joined by my players, uh, who are the investigators on this adventure, Dalton. Hi, I'm Dalton. My pronouns are he, him. I'm playing uh, a character named Marvin, who also has he, him pronouns. And I thought I didn't have to go first again. I thought we said that I didn't have to introduce myself first. We did a whole thing 30 seconds ago. Yeah, oh, I was in my mind. I was like, Dalton's going? Anyway. In his ways. I'm joined. I'm joined by 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 my ally in this in this awful situation, where I have to go first again. Dan. Yeah, yeah, uh, Dalton. I I do I do empathize. Um, we literally talked about this like right before this. Um, I am Dan. He him. Uh, my I'm playing as myself, uh, but in nineteen whatever. 20s 20s yeah um and i'm really hoping i don't run into my grandma uh, with that uh justin hey i'm justin pronouns he him playing leo quinn uh pronouns also he him um he's a legitimate totally legitimate businessman uh um yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not feeling super well this week, streamers. You're all good. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, Ashley's up next. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Ashley. My pronouns are she/her. Um, I'm playing a character with pronouns she/her. Her name's Irene. Um, and basically, you know, her job is dancing. She doesn't have a job. She's drunk on baby. It's a fun time. It's fun. Um, Irene got to go insane. Marvin got to go insane. We've got some fun stuff planned for today. Um, and that leaves us with Christian. Hi. My name's Christian. Yeah. Who are you playing, Christian? Ah, that's wonderful. <laughs> uh, I'm playing uh, Butcher Blevins. Uh, he uh, happens to be a uh, butcher. Um, and he, after the passing of his wife, he started dealing in some kind of back alley dealings um, through business hours and got involved with the SEU and kind of got clued into um, with our first adventure, um, you know, clued into what was going on um, in these, these creatures from another world. So that's kind of how Butcher came in to be. Um, and... Uh, Kind of developed a relationship, whether they like it or not, uh, with the rest of the party. Yeah, they're stuck with them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is our team of investigators, and we should finish today. We'll kind of see how it goes, but it's looking like the near the end of the adventure of Dead Man Stomp, which is including the starter set of Call of Cthulhu. Um, like Christian mentioned, we already played the second adventure, Edge of Darkness, and we decided to continue on to play Dead Man Stomp. Uh, real quick, before we go into the recap from last week, 
Uh, let's do a get-to-know-you question for all of our characters that we just introduced. Can somebody roll me a D200? Isn't it a D250? It was. They changed the article. Oh. <laughs> we only need to know 200 things. One thirty one. One thirty one. Perfect. One thirty one is would you rather someone be honest and hurt your feelings or lie to protect them? Thousand percent honest all the time. Dan wants the truth and nothing but the truth. Yeah. I would say that Butcher would agree. He's, you know, he's kind of an, an older man. He's weathered by the realities of life and um, doesn't want to put up with any bullshit. Mm. It comes great. It, does he take that approach of everybody else as well? Do you think that maybe that's why he has such like a gruff exterior too? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Irene says she wants you to be honest with her. She doesn't. Don't be. Don't be. Just don't. <laughs> she looks good when she's going out. <laughs> yes. She does not look fat in that dress. Do not tell her otherwise. Do not say that. <laughs> I think what about her? She... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. You can keep going with the backing thing. Uh, I was just going to ask if she... Is she honest with people or does she lie yeah. to them too? Really? Brutally. He doesn't follow her advice. Okay. No. <laughs> Were you going to say something about Marvin? Yeah, Marvin Marvin always wants the truth, but just because the truth is always going to be good for Marvin. Nothing ever, nothing bad or, or lies or anything could ever be said bad about him. Um, right. Yeah. 100% all the time. All the time. And Justin, what about Leo? Does he is he a, a an honest, hurt your feelings kind of guy, or do you, does he not want to hear it? He is from he is from New York. He gives it to you straight. He the reason why he does it like that is because he cares about your feelings. He doesn't want to mm-hmm. waste your time. Unfortunately, sometimes that includes unpleasant things. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right. And it's very much what I'm saying. <laughs> So we have a lot of truth tellers and one who promotes herself as a truth teller, but really wants her feelings protected. So wonderful team. Oh, but uh, does anybody else hear that? It sounds like we're getting a radio broca- broadcast right now. Is that is that Marvin Martin's radio broadcast that I forget the name of? Everybody, everybody knows the the the, the world famous, more more East Coast famous. I don't think radio waves can go that East far Coast yet. Famous. East Coast famous uh, Marvin's Martian missive. Um, and I have some breaking breaking news. Oh, sorry, I'm just doing oh, you're good. sound effects. Yeah, breaking news. Hi, Marvin. After after going to a, a poor a poor man's funeral um, to investigate some some crazy crazy uh music related uh magics that we think brought somebody back from the dead um we tracked down the band they were doing a performance at a funeral we went after them and there entirely by chance unrelated 
Marvin saw an alien uh, running off, running to New Jersey. Because um, he just didn't, didn't like New York, I guess. And so Marvin ended up uh, abandoning the funeral plot to chase the alien uh, running into New York City. And unfortunately, aliens are very fast. Um, they're very fast, and they can turn invisible. And so he was not able to catch the alien. Yeah. Um, but while while Marvin was doing that very important investigative work, I think some other probably less important stuff happened. Um, but we should still probably tell people about it. That's why I have Dan on the horn today to go over the less important, not alien-related stuff that happened yesterday. <laughs> yo, what's up? Yo, 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 uh, Marvin's Martian missives fans. Uh, this is your boy Dan Wanamaker coming at you um, live on the radio. Um, so, yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff went down last week. Um, pretty much the highlights, a zombie popped out of a casket. Um, me and Leo went. There was, uh, there was some creepy mob dude. That was like kind of related to all this, and I'm uh, I don't know. There's Should we learn weird stuff going down? I'm pretty sure it's aliens. I'm pretty sure Marvin's right. Mm -hmm. um, but also, we have seen, you know, stuff like we have seen stuff from other worlds out there before, you know. So we're pretty sure. Um, we know, you know, we know what's going on. Um, yeah. Leo, is there anything I missed? I know that was pretty quick synopsis there. Nah, that 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 dirty rat was skimming off the top, and he got what he deserved. But the getting back up thing, we're still not sure about. And you know, now that I'm thinking about it, we probably should ask what he was doing at the funeral in the first place. But eh, you do have his gun. I have his gun. <laughs> That's so maybe I'll see him again. That's the important part. Well, we got one more gun off the streets. We got one more gun off the streets. Teflon crying. Oh, perfect. By doing crying. <laughs> even so. It's, it's, we do the time. <laughs> a good cry. <laughs> so... Coming, coming back into this, yes, we left off at the funeral procession that was interrupted by the reanimation of of um of a recently deceased man. Um, I think uh, uh Irene mentioned that she wanted to go and follow them and make sure he was buried and such, right? Oh yeah. So basically, what I did was I helped get the gentleman back into his coffin once we established he was dead again after his whole coming back to life incident. Uh, got the pallbearers back in order. We went, got his body buried, did install a bell just in case he decided to come back to life a second time. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, very traumatizing for the widow, as you can imagine. Um, Mrs. Fayette, Lizzie Fayette, Mrs. Lizzie Fayette. Yes. So yeah, uh, you are more than willing to help her with that. Um, I've just moved you guys back to the main uh map of of uh of Harlem, 
if you look at location number one, that is the Tr Trinity Church Cemetery. So you made your way from the funeral home at location number two, down 154th Street. Uh, you turned. You were turning at this corner when uh, Leroy joined and the, the coffin awoke. Uh, so that scene happened. So then once once that scene uh, ended and he was he was he was done moving irene followed them up north on uh i think that's i forget what street that is that runs north but falls up to the north and goes to location number one which is the trinity church cemetery and watches him get laid to rest is anybody else joining her on this journey is this everybody kind of like t uh, walking with her to make sure the person's dead and whatnot I think I'm in New Jersey. Oh, that's right. Marvin's in New Jersey, so. Yeah, awesome. Marvin swam across the Hudson. So, Marvin, how many hours were you temporary insane for? Um, I think it would only be rounds, but yeah. I, I was running for like 10 or like I think eight rounds, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was, my temporary insanity, I think, was like six hours. Okay, so it's probably it's definitely been long enough for you to stop running. Yeah, like I've I've probably come to my senses and I start to make my way back. And by the time I find everybody, yeah, it, I've probably shaken off the insanity. So let's do that. Let's let's have everybody at the Trinity Church Cemetery seeing Mister Fayette being laid to rest, and this is where we kind of pick up today's adventure. So. One of the things I did want to mention, uh, just so you guys know, a lot of Call of Cthulhu is like real life. We're set, the time is 1925 for this adventure. So a lot of modern conveniences are around in this time. If you want it, we mentioned before doing library research, calling over to different locations to get gather information. Um, and that's one of the things I want to remind you. Uh, Leo was able to recognize Joey Larson as being part of the boss's gang from his kind of backstory. And that's one of the things, if any of you guys uh, think of something to kind of like, oh, I want to use this from my background knowledge, like uh, like Christian's character, Butcher. He's a part of the SEU, the Society for the Explanation of the Unexplained. Um, if he wanted to reach out to a contact and be like, yo, there, there's, there's the music. Yeah, this, there's music bringing people back to life. What's going on with that? And kind of see what he kind of comes up with. But. You guys do have some leads on where you kind of want to go next and what you want to do. But I just wanted to remind you that uh, Call of Cthulhu is like a real-life game. So if there's any kind of resource you want to use, just let's roll with it. So, uh, Irene would like to talk to uh, the, the, the religious official at the church. Okay. And ask yeah. if he's seen anything... Um, Seen anything like this before? People coming back from the dead. Yeah. Explains it. Uh, so let's say you go to the priest. Um, and he is. He is Father. Uh, Flanagan. Father Flanagan. Uh, uh, looks at you and goes, "I've never in my entire life ever seen anything like this happen." We lay people to rest. They do not come back. Whatever happened was an abomination against God himself. Uh, 
you for your input. Yeah, that's real helpful. <laughs> Well, Butcher, you got any, uh, you've seen zombies before in the SCU? You got someone you can call? I can, uh, yeah, I can try to find a little, uh, payphone. Is there a payphone around? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, give somebody a ring, see if they're, they're, they're 10 cents. Do you got a dime? Pants dropping dimes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, so, I guess, do I see around the block or anything, do I see anything on the corner? Any, any, any payphones or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, payphones and such it, are becoming more of a modern convenience during this time. You can definitely go to... <laughs> you can definitely go to the corner, put two cents in, and make a call if you wanted to. Two cents? I'm looking yeah. up the historical accuracy. I guess maybe that's what they get here. Because <laughs> it's like you're making a call. You're putting in your... your yeah. yeah. It was so so much cheaper. Like, the the do we ever hear the phrase like yeah that and a buck will get you a call home? It's just like it, mm -hmm. it's like that and a penny will get you a call home. That's crazy. <laughs> a penny for your thoughts was a, worth a lot more back then. Yeah. <laughs> now we don't. Now we can't even we can't even put coins in pay phones anymore. <laughs> I don't exist. Some people probably don't even know, you know, how to use it. Yeah. So, so Butcher, you you what you type in the secret code number to to call your SEU bros. Is that what you're doing? Are you reaching out to yeah. a specific contact, like your contact? Um, yeah. So, see, the thing is, it's it's so secretive. I don't know the contact's name. Um, <laughs> they don't know my name either. It's, right, right. It's yeah. It's it's that's kind of how the society goes. Well, you know, I I don't work on the inside. I just, you know, I I'm kind of like a contractor, right? Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm a, uh, I I'm I'm for hire when uh, when they need my particular set of skills, um, and uh, yeah. So oftentimes they'll call the payphone right outside my butcher shop and it's so loud I can hear it. Everybody complains about it, but um, that's how it goes. Um, I pick up and they, they give me the details, the location, the time. That's all I need to know. So, but more recently, I got a contact. Let me give them a call. I'll see what's going on here. So, so you just type in 666 and it goes to the right person or something? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. So, so... Ding, ding! Say that out loud, Marvin. I don't know how you found that out. <laughs> let's, let's just... Okay, guys. All right. Keep that between us. Don't let the, don't let the preacher man know. Uh, 
Uh, he would rebuke it. It's fine. Uh, so. Alright. Um. Oh, sorry. We're playing that out. Sorry. It's okay. So you you go. You put your two cents in. You 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 hear a bring bring, and uh, you hear on the other side of the line. Yeah, yeah. Who's calling? This is code name Sally Sayu. How can I help you? This is uh, Meat Man. Uh, yeah, um, meat I got man. some questions. I, I, I need to run some, uh, I need some knowledge, you know, uh, from the database about uh, undead um, and um, music, cross-reference with music. We got any files on those things. I need as much information as, as you can pull. You said the dead, uh, they're, they're rising from, from music? Let me see what I can find, codename Meat Man. All right. Yeah, let's see. So, is, it, is, it a particular, is it a particular instrument that's being played, or is it like an ensemble? Well, so we are um, we're suspecting a trumpet. Uh, uh, four stem trumpet, but... They, that trumpet always comes in with an ensemble of, of a band, and then, you know, the dead rise. Hmm. So, a little bit of both. Interesting, interesting. Okay, an ensemble. Well, um, and possibly a band. Huh, okay. I'm going to see if she knows anything. Ooh. You know. <laughs> Did did do you know? Did you get a good look at the instrument? Did it have any um I don't know weird sigils or or markings of some sort? Not that I remember. Uh, the 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 only odd thing that I think we, we realized was uh, the trumpet had uh, what was it four stems, right? Four valves, yeah. But... Valve, valve. How many are trumpets supposed to have? Three. Um, which is odd for for that that type of instrument. <gasps> you say it had four valves instead of just the normal three? Oh, that can only mean one thing. Dangerous magic is afoot. That's what's going on. Yeah, well, we gotta, yeah, kind of gathered that. Yeah. So, is there, you know, is there any... Any important details here that could help in this investigation? Um, anything we should watch out for or approach this in a certain way that can aid us? Uh, more of the dead being raised from the ground? I can say this. I don't know if it's related to anything else that's going on right now, but have you ever heard, or has anybody ever told you, but about Nyarlathotep? Nyarlathotep. Yes. Mm. Well, I don't really remember that name. That's kind of a hard one. I mean, you think you remember it, but I, I mean, I can't pronounce it, so I can't remember. Yeah. It, um, it did show up in the last adventure we did. But yeah, I mean, we were in we were investigating some, you know, ancient Egyptian related things. So that sounds related. Well. We've just been getting more and more reports about him 
stepping out and, and approaching wary travelers and, and gifting them weird devices to sow chaos into the world. I can't say this trumpet was given to him, but I would find out. Say, you don't know where he got the trumpet from, do you? Unfortunately not. We were able to capture the guy. Or, hmm. I mean, you know, talk to the guy. But. Okay. Here's what I have to say. Uh, Nyar uh, how do you pronounce that again, Dolphin? <laughs> Nyarlotep. Nyarlotep. Nyarlotep takes on many forms. They say he has a a allegedly 999. Um, watch out for yellow eyes. That's how you know that he's disguised behind something. Anywho, I can't say that he's the one who created this trumpet, but if anything, um, that might be the reason why, but the only thing you can do now is to get that away from that man. Stop his playing from all, uh, all from sowing chaos into the world. That's what you have to do, Butcher. And that's what Sally says to you. So, it's me, man. I don't know. I mean, man, I definitely don't know your code. I know whose but butcher is. I'm. I've. I. Not. Not mine. <laughs> Thank I'm you very much. No problem, code name Meat Man. Okay, hang up. <laughs> hey, do information on me. <laughs> I gotta burn that line. <laughs> I threw a Molotov back at the phone. <laughs> Don't look back at the explosion that I mean makes you look cooler. Uh, yeah, so I I kind of get back to um, the gang. Is, is is everybody here, right? Everybody's together. Yeah, everybody's in yeah. the in the Trinity Cemetery right now. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so basically, I I just uh, um, reiterate kind of what was mentioned. Um, we we you know we need to look out for the yellow eyes, whatever that means. Have we noticed that yet? No. Uh, ring a bell. I only just got here, but I seem to remember someone mentioning we we got the trumpeteer's address. Maybe we should go check that out. Yeah. Um, well, well, I I I kind of want to look up a little bit more uh maybe we should check with the library and see if like they the library has anything about like a yellow eyed being what, yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. Was. yeah thanks yeah i mean i definitely look into egyptian history maybe we could find some information but uh our suspicions on that trumpet is was 100 percent on point we need to get it away from him I, I'm gonna tap Marvin on the shoulder and kind of pull him aside and be like, mm -hmm. "Hey, you, you okay, buddy?" I've never been better. I just saw you an alien earlier. In a while. Yeah, did you not see the alien that I was chasing after? No. <laughs> That's weird. It was right there. Did you catch him? No, he turned. He ran real fast. I think he he might have anti gravity. Technology. He was running so fast, probably. So you're good, though. Yeah, I saw an alien in real life, for real. Okay, bud. Okay. I I uh, I I turned to Leo and I I, I just kind of mouthed to him that he's not good. Oh. Look, if Marvin saw it, I believe it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we know, Dan. 
so turning back to the map, I've just revealed that location number seven is Leroy Turner's apartment. And if you look at the map, I've I've let you guys know that this is the address that Charlie um, gave you. So you can, of course, go. There's that location that we just mentioned. But Dan also mentioned going to the library. So we have the New York Public Library at location eight. And then we also have the Columbia University at location nine. So, hey, hey you think this Nar Narlotep has weaknesses? You know, like vampires have weaknesses, werewolves have weaknesses. That's why then we go to the library and see if there's anything mythical. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, canon in the story. My character is eating chips while he says this. <laughs> Those vending machines. What's a vending machine? Don't worry about it. Oh. <laughs> All right. uh, I think we should go to the New York Public Library since it's pretty close to that guy's house. Okay. Oh, right near the park. Yeah. Because the university is way south. Apparently. And then, to, and then we have to get across town. Apparently, the potato chip was uh, early as no recipe that dates back to 1817. Oh, he could be eating chips. Yeah. No, chips were real things. I I don't think they're going to look. I'm yeah. <laughs> I know. As he looks up the history of vending machines. 1860. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. The first vending machine dates back to ancient Greece in 215 BC. So, New York City, if there was a freaking place that would have a vending machine, it's uh, New York yeah. City, America. All right, or mm -hmm. it's Greece, apparently. <laughs> oh, so okay. Are you guys going to to Leroy Turner's apartment first, or are you going to the uh, New York Public Library first? We're going to the library to see if we can use garlic for sunlight. Streams of running water. Streams of running water. Leo's just pulling out every vampire like weakness. <laughs> He's like, you know, a ancient deities, vampires, same thing. Yeah. Garlic. Uh, yeah, we'll say you guys are able to successfully travel to the New York Public Library. I'm not sure if you're traveling in Leo's car or if you're if you're walking, but either way, um, you're able We brought my car, though. It's just in my car. Perfect, yeah. So you hop in Leo's car and you zoom over there. Um... Everybody who wants to participate in doing research for Nyarlathep, uh, give me a library use roll. Hmm. Ha ha ha, push his glasses up. Oh shit, hold on, I have in to drag them down a little bit so I can push them up. Hey Spencer, instead of yes. researching Nyarlathep, can I research, like, um musical rituals and like look for stuff about like the four valve trumpets or like anything related to the the music aspect of what's going on yeah absolutely for that yeah, i'm gonna see gets very angry and just throws I'm gonna get, throw 
goes, he finds a cookie in his lunch and he goes across the library. Guys, I listened to that one. I did it again. Oh, this is three times. He's, he's got hacked. Yeah. His uncle owns Roll Twenty or something. Who's really gonna be like, hey, like Dalton or Marvin's research on the fourth valve trumpet? That's gonna be a hard success, but Nyarlathep's is definitely an extreme success. And here we here we are. Spencer, I also got a hard success. And then uh, Leo and Irene are looking at books upside down. Who found porn? You just want like a Ginyu Force blonde female characters, you know? <laughs> what kind of porn would be in a public library? Be like a yeah. You gotta go. You gotta go out to the woods to find good porn. Like Victoria. Yeah, like they open a normal book, but then like at like an extra fold, like falls in. <laughs> It's actually just an art book with naked pictures in it. Yeah. Oh, no. So, yeah, historical the, yeah, paintings are just, yeah, okay. Got you found it. Egyptian uh, hieroglyphics? Yeah, they had porn. All right, we'll, we'll resolve uh, Marvin's rule first about the four valve trumpet. So, um, looking specifically throughout kind of like the library, you're not able to really find anything specifically about four foul trumpet you do find a few similarities to music throughout time mm -hmm. uh bringing people back to death and uh you, you, nothing too much of like note but you do uh in most of these stories uh somebody gifts a talented musician down on his luck an instrument and then he's able to bring back the ones he loves that's like kind of like the theme you kind of find throughout okay. some some of the tales um, however, Dan, because you rolled a frickin', uh... Well, before we go on, Spencer, yeah. was there yeah. any information about what kind of being it was that's doing the gifting? Was it, like, another person? Supernatural. It was some yeah. supernatural creature? It owns, owns the, 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 the shape of a man. Okay. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, you... <laughs> You stumble upon a, like, dusty old book that's, like, forgotten and, like, shoved away behind, like, like, it's, like, like, you, like, look behind, like, a shelf, and it's, like, wedged in between there, and you pick it up and you dust it, and it's, like, filled with different, like, mythos and stuff like that, and you actually find specific, like, it, it like, starts just talking about different, like, cryptids and stuff, but then, like, you find scribbled in the back different, like, written out uh pieces about uh like cthulhu-esque like creatures um and then you find out that um you find some deep knowledge about uh nyarlathep i pronounce that right nyarlathep nyarlathep is the messenger heart and soul of the mythos gods he is o the only one to have a true personality, and he claims to have a thousand different forms. To him, causing madness and insanity is more important and enjoyable than mere death or destruction. Only a few Nyarlathep's alleged 999 forms have been described. The Black Pharaoh is an Egyptian-looking human, while the Bloody Tongue is an enormous monster with clawed appendages in a single long blood red tentacle in place of a face if you start to kind of 
talk about these stories with with Marvin, you recognize that the forms that the supernatural gods take place in the different stories that Marvin found are the same forms mentioned here. Yet another, the haunter of the dark, is black and winged with a trilobed red eye and cannot withstand light. The god has also been known to appear as a regular human, often to perform some trickery or deceit. In this, oh, sorry, that's stuff for me. <laughs> uh, I would just like to point out that Leo was right. Not that important, but Leo was right. Sunlight. Uh, and, uh, you, you get said the thing wouldn't like sunlight. You, you see this sigil, uh, carved, uh, into the back of the book. Not, not written, carved into, like, the back of the book. And that's the sigil. It's a it sigil. Let me find the text. Mm. So, yeah. Does it, does it give anything about, you know, like, I mean, you don't defeat something like that. About Does it give any warning about how not to summon it or anything? No. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> okay. Okay. But we do know that he has a human form. Yes, yes. So that's helpful. I think we, we should go find uh, Leroy and see where he got that trumpet. That might lead us to where we could find Wait, wait. Are we not under the assumption that Leroy is Nyarlotep? No, Leroy was given his trumpet by Nyarlotep. By Nyarlotep. That's what we suspect uh, anyways. Yeah. Because of the history of stories. Yeah, what Marvin found was uh, like a recurring theme of of, of talented musician being like down on his luck, like at the, his lowest point, and a supernatural being comes forward and gifts them an instrument that allows them to bring their loved ones back from the dead. Oh yeah, that's a that's a that's common. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, totally normal thing. Everybody's uh, buried. Uh, a thing at a crossroads and talk to a demon or whatever. Yep. Crossroads, midnight. Yep. Railroads. Grandpa's guitars. Yep. So we got to find where, where Leroy buried his, his box. Which crossroads he he got his his trumpet at, and maybe that can bring us to Yarlotep. Anybody here play an instrument? Does the radio count as an instrument? Dancing and friends. Yeah, no. I uh, if you if you count the uh, the pen as an instrument, then I use that well. But that might work. That might work actually. What? Like I want to write a book? Yeah. Like that's the closest yeah, thing to to like an art. Great American novel. Yeah. You can sell your soul for a. And a golden pen. Uh, okay. But let's let's go let's go to Leroy's house. It's it's only a few blocks north of here. 
So you travel to Leroy's apartment. Um, how it's kind of set up is, uh, I'm not sure if this is normal, but basically as you kind of go in, there's like the bottom floor, which is kind of has like the different mailboxes and like a little counter that somebody's behind, which you can probably guess is like a attendant or the landlord of some sort. Uh, she She's there just kind of like reading like a magazine, looks up at you and then just goes back to reading her magazine. Um, the, the apartment number is on there which is like two two floors up that you can kind of get up to and and like reach Leroy's apartment apartment if you want to do that. Yes, that is what we came here to do. Cool. So you go upstairs, you get in front of uh the door. Um are you uh knocking? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just double checking. I don't want to assume what you guys do. So you knock on the door. Leo's gonna ready his game. Uh, let's see here. Uh, go ahead and give me a luck roll. Everyone or just one person? Whoever knocks the door. Okay. Ooh. The dice dice giveth and the dice taketh away. I rolled a 99. You, You don't... Nobody, nobody replies to you. You don't know if that's because nobody's there or because uh, they don't want to be disturbed. I'm knocking down the door. Go for Lou. it. You're going to knock on the door. Hold on. Can we try to pick it? Do we want, <laughs> do we want some, is, was, did we notice like a fire escape or something, some other way out? Like he's a few floors up. Like, Yeah, there's definitely a fire escape. Someone want to go watch the fire escape in case tries to run out the back. Nope. I'm doing good it. Idea. I'm not good at picking locks anyway. All right. Who's good at picking locks? Yeah. If you want to try to pick the lock. So Leo's going downstairs and kind of like around the back and like watching the, the fire escape. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to try to pick the door, it requires a regular locksmith or a hard mechanical repair roll to open the door. Or a strength roll to break down the door. <laughs> Well, I'm not good at locksmithing or mechanical repair or strength. But I can try. I do not have any interest in locksmithing. Lockpicking lawyer hasn't started his YouTube channel yet. yet. (laughs) I mean, I've got 60 strengths. I could try just breaking down the door, I guess. I'm going to take my bobby pin. And I'm going to attempt to do a mechanical repair, and I failed. <laughs> There's a specific lockpicking, like locksmith. Yeah, locksmith. Yeah, it was easier for me to get a hard success on a mechanical repair than it was to get a success on locksmith. So, yeah, uh, Irene pulls out, like, maybe, like, a hairpin, tries to do it, and it, and it breaks, and you're like, ah. So. No, I probably have the best mechanical repair out of anybody. Mechanical repair is not relevant. It is. It is a hard mechanical repair. It says so in the book, Dalton. There's a locksmith skill. Yeah, it says regular locksmith are hard mechanical repairs. Yeah. Fine. I'll try. I've got a. I've got. I've got skills in mechanical repair too. Cool. Hard roll. Damn it. (laughs) Okay. This time. (laughs) No. Break it down. 
understand. Just, just let you guys know. Or meet me. If you, if you attempt to use a strength check, you will have to make a luck roll to make sure that no, it it doesn't make a noise loud enough to alert anybody. That's fine. We got Leo watching the back. Okay. Yeah. I'm willing to take that risk. All right. So give me. So do I do I do luck roll first or first? Strength roll first, and then we'll do a. Okay. Because I could fail both. Yes. <laughs> right. My strength is sixty. Let's see what happens. So the door bus oh just busts wide open. Alright, and my luck is thirty-nine. I spent some luck recently. Mm-hmm. Oh nice. Yeah, your boy came loaded with dice. I don't know how you do this. Maybe you do kind of like you do like a side to side and you kinda like like shoulder check it and it just kind of and it like opens yeah little <clears throat> yeah exactly and so like it doesn't make like it, it it's like it it sounds like if somebody like got their door stuck right and it you just like unlocked it uh so so yeah the the door opens up as you kind of like look inside um most of you kind of notice that um uh, uh, all of you kind of notice that, like, it's not just probably Leroy in this apartment. There's probably, like, four other people, but nobody's here. You, you probably guess most people were at their day-to-day their -day jobs. But you are able to find what seems to be Leroy's room, and you kind of, like, start looking around. Um, but his he doesn't really own a whole lot. His room is a bit of a mess. Um, scattered along the floor, you see two suits, three shirts, four boxes of sheet music. Um... And a framed photograph of a smiling young woman. Oh. So, yeah. Is the trumpet in there? Uh, no, it doesn't appear so. But you can do a spot hidden roll. I would like to. Cool. Is there some yeah. irrelevant other skill that I could roll to make a hard success on to also spot hidden? <laughs> Let me look, Dalton. Let me look. I want to remove the when you get a second. Uh, I, I want to remove. Didn't find anything. What were you gonna say, Dan? I want to remove the photograph from the frame. Yeah. And see if there's anything written on the back of it. Uh, funny enough, Dan. Yes, there is. Um, you pull out the the photograph, and on the back it says, "To Leroy, the love of my life, Marnie Smitten." Okay. Well, didn't we didn't we know that they're trying to revive people that they loved? Um, so maybe he's trying to revive her. What if what if we go? I don't know. I'm thinking like graveyard. At this point in time, everybody give me a spot hidden roll. And Justin Leo gets a bonus die because he's outside, and it's broad daylight. So for Leo, and we're just doing for bonus time. We're just doing exactly. Let's do another roll twenty. 
Alright, he's playing. Ooh, alrighty. So that's a hard success. Sweet. The hard. The good news is this was one a terribly difficult roll, so everybody who rolled a success or higher, um, we'll start with Leo, because Leo, you got the hard success. You notice that, like, at the edge of the block, it's Leroy, and he's walking towards you. He has the trumpet in his hand, but he's, like, swaggering, right? Like, clearly drunk. So he's, like, uh, uh, staggering. Um, everybody else just, maybe, like, you peek out the window, somebody peeks out the window, notice it, and calls out to everybody else, so everybody else can see the scene while this is happening. So he's, like, staggering towards you, right, Leo? Uh, but he's, like, a block away. Um, and all of a sudden, you see a great haggard pull up right beside him, and out of, comes out of the car, you see uh, what appears to be the boss's gang. Like, a few, few thugs, including um, Joey, grab him, pull him into the car, and the car starts speeding off. Alright. Well, Leo starts to pull out his gun and then realizes it's broad daylight, middle of the street, and maybe we didn't do that. Um <clears throat> so he's gonna he's gonna just kinda go quickly up the stairs back up to the apartment. Yeah. Let everybody know what happened. Um Yeah, who did anybody succeed upstairs and witness the scene? I failed my role. No? no. Okay, all right. So so Leo runs up and and tells everybody that. So. Mhm. Should we go after him? Is he coming? Wait, where did he go? Is he running away or coming up towards the apartment? He got kidnapped. I missed that. Um, well we should go after him. Alright, let's do it. Uh, we probably want to go to the boss's hideout, which is get out of here and then uh, we'll get that sigil. <laughs> and I guess you the other we like Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean I like to imagine that maybe Dan just took the book with him. Oh, okay. If Dan wanted to. Dan, are you keeping that book I'm or did you leave it at the library? Mine now. It's yours now. The whole point of coming back to New York, probably. I don't know. Can, need to return to the library. Can I do a luck roll to just like yeah. grab something that seems important, maybe? And maybe I'm lucky enough to grab something that will be important later on. Yeah. If there's anything 100%. we missed. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make it a Schrodinger's cat situation where, okay, so you succeeded? Yes. Are there Was varying it? degrees of success for luck? Yes. It's definitely a hard success. Okay. Um, I'm going to make this a Schrodinger's cat situation. So maybe something will come up later and we'll make it up what you grabbed. It, it was not an extreme success. Okay. You got a hard success to grab something of Leroy's that maybe will become important later. Yeah. I just want to grab something that looks important. Okay, cool. Uh, I don't know what that is, but we'll keep that in mind for things that happen in the future. So. Okay. Uh, you know, well, wait, you can grab the photograph. Well, Dan already had the photograph. Oh, good point. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I put the photograph inside the book as a bookmark, maybe. I don't know. Perfect. Okay, you got the photograph. Uh, yeah, well, I'll I'll think of something that you grabbed, though. 
I, I, it doesn't need to be important. I was using this as an outlet in case there was something we missed because we're in a hurry. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, we all run downstairs and get in Leo's car, and Leo speeds off in the direction that um, Leroy, Leroy was taken. Yep. Yeah, uh, I'll say, like, so, yeah, you were, like, down, uh, uh, like, down here near Leroy's, uh, apartment, and we'll say that the car was up here on 130 East 135th Street and went west, is kind of the direction that you saw it, so. I think Leo mentioned possibly visiting the boss's hideout. Yeah, I mean, that that would make the most sense to me. That's probably where they're going. So that is the old garage at, at location number four. So you guys are heading off that direction, right? Yep. Cool. All right. You arrive at the old garage. Let me set up the scene for you. I got to reveal some locations, reveal some areas. Don't mind me, just revealing stuff. All right. Oh, I thought that was going to work. Whoops. Just a second. Okay. I'm going to place you guys over on the right side of the map, down here. Whoops, that worked. No, it didn't. There's Butcher. Here's Dan. Irene. Leo, and Marvin. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you you pull up to an old garage. Uh, let's see here. Two heavy trucks wait inside to be unloaded. Uh, um, so you can kind of peer in. The, the old garage is kind of like just sitting on this kind of like open lot. There's an alley behind kind of like the garage and everything that where you see like more buildings kind of like line up. But it's kind of like an open lot. Uh, there's like you can clearly see like the garage doors are open. There's two large like heavy like supply trucks that are in there. Uh, you see the Grey Packard parked outside. Uh, so that's what this over here is. Whoops, I thought it was kind of thing. That's what this over here is. That's the Grey Packard. And that's the same one that, uh, that, Leo, you've seen multiple times. So. Uh, Alright, see here. You don't see anybody outside at the current moment. The two garage doors are open. Uh, with the two larger trucks inside, but gazing kind of around, you don't really spot anybody. Can I attempt to sneak over to the car that we followed here to see if the trumpet's in there? Sure, yeah, go right ahead. Give me a stealth roll. I'm not bad at stealth. But I've been bad at rolling today. I barely succeed. All right, yeah. You make it over to the car, so go ahead and move yourself over there. You can kind of peer inside, but the car seems to be empty. Can I put my hand, can I attempt to open the car? 
Yeah, absolutely. The doors are unlocked, so you're able to kind of open the car and look inside. Can I pop the trunk? Yeah, there's there. You pop it. Seats in the back seat in the trunk. Yeah, there's there's uh unmarked booze in the back trunk. Um, anything to go through? Any like things to lift up where spare tires would be? Uh, you'd have to move out every single jug of alcohol that's in the back, and then and then try to lift it up. So you can spend time to do that. I'm gonna take just one bottle of booze and table that for later. <laughs> These are like bigger jugs. Do you maybe have like a flask you can pour into, or sure, like, why not? Like, have you ever seen the water coolers? They're like bigger jugs that like probably a establishment like Small's Paradise would have that they would serve out of and everything. I definitely thought it was like a handle. Sorry. <laughs> I should have made yeah. that. Pour some into my flask. I'll spill a bit of it and then put the rest in the back of the trunk. Perfect. What's everybody else doing right now? You've arrived at the old garage. I guess maybe try to take a look around. Yeah. I'll reveal the inside of the garage since um uh uh irene kind of got a good glimpse inside dang it i thought there we go don't don't mind me struggling there we go don't mind me okay so uh dan how how are you kind of looking around are you going to move around the building or are you going to look inside the garage Yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I mean, I'm not really stealthy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I guess I'm. Is there like a front door? I guess. Not really a yeah. front really door. A There's more so just kind of. Yeah. Um. If you walk slowly enough, I'll say you don't necessarily need a stealth roll. You can just kind of walk around the building. Yeah, that's kind of what I want to do. Okay, cool. So, um, if you want, you can start moving in this direction, or around this direction. We'll go that way. Cool, sounds good. Uh, what's uh, Marvin, uh, Leo, and Butcher doing? Hmm. Um, Leo is gonna be... Let's see, where's Leo? Irene's over there. And then where'd Dan go? He went over in this direction, to the on the south end of the building. Alright. Leo's gonna pop up here and then take a look around the corner. See if there's anything going on in this area. Absolutely. So you get up to like uh the open garage doors and um the the faint the the smell of oil really hits you and mechanics and like you know like when you enter into a car garage like that just kind of whiff kind of hits you more. Oh. The rest of the lot was open, but this is like grease is on. There's there's like spilled grease on the ground. There's oil. It's it's a garage. Clearly things have been working on. And um, why don't you give me a spot hidden roll while you're kind of peering inside this garage? Ah, just a normal success. Okay, well, still, you see uh, the the wheels of the Gray Packard. Remember how you shot them out? 
you mm -hmm. see the 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 flat wheels over here and uh, what uh you can probably guess that the 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 car has it's the same packard that you saw before but with new wheels so mm. uh there is also a door right back here if you can see where i'm pinging oh okay um well, i guess everybody else gets to go next yeah put put your remark We haven't Is nobody it... seen anybody. Not yet. Um, <laughs> and then was... you can do a hearing roll if you want to try to listen for people. Was this the car that Leo saw? Yes. Yeah, okay. this is definitely the same car. Okay. Can I go up to the car, like sneak up to the car, and yep. look for um any evidence of like a, the direction that people left? Like maybe they were dragging a guy. Maybe there's stuff like any any indication of what direction they they went after getting out of the car. Yeah. So you want to sneak over to the car and then try to do like it, like it, try to look for any footprints and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, that's definitely going to be a stealth roll first, and just a spot hidden after that. Uh, one hundred is very bad, right? One hundred is very, very. Yeah, that's that's a critical fail. Yeah, uh, fumble, if you will. Yeah, that is that is a fumble. So we'll, we'll say you're making your way over, and there's there's like a cat sleeping right here, right? There's like a cat, and you just full on like kick into it and like fall over and fall down behind the Packard, right? Mm -hmm. But the cat just screams, right? Just. Oh, and like runs off and stuff like that. Uh, you hear some voices behind this door kind of go, Hey, go check on that. Which door? This door right here. Okay. You hear like a loud voice go, Go check on that. Um, but before we see that kind of play out, Marvin, or sorry, Butcher, Butcher, what are you doing right now? Um, so Butcher, um, so, I'll walk up this way. Am I able to see? Is it just the outside light, the natural light coming in? Is that all we can? Is there any lights on inside or anything? Yeah, there's there's a few uh, uh, bulbs that are at the ceiling, but it's like an old garage. So they're like, they're like bigger, but they're not super bright, right? Like they're at, like somebody went and bought like the lowest bulb, the cheapest bulb you could buy. That's at the biggest size, so they're 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 just kind of hanging from the ceiling, but they're not illuminating it quite as much as like the light from the open garage doors, if that makes sense. Okay. Um. Interesting. I'm gonna go. I've decided I'm gonna go follow after Dan. I think. Yeah. We're not singled out though. What's Dan's and what's Butcher's movement speed? Because if you're at the same movement speed, move yourself up right next to him. Um, oh, God. oh, God. I think yours is seven, right? I, th I think yours is seven, right? It's, it's seven. Okay. So you're right in line with Dan. Cool. 
So everybody's gone, uh, gone and taken their turn. Um, you hear this door open. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say Leo, Marvin, and and Irene hear this door open, and you see what appears to be like uh, this well dressed kind of like you know suit, nice nicer hat. A big thug, like wide shoulders and and broad, and he just kind of st- he just kind of opens the door and he steps out and he kind of looks around, but nobody's within sight. So he just shrugs his shoulders, turns around, closes the door. Okay. Yeah. That was scary. That was lucky. Uh, luckily, nobody was in, was within sight. Must so. have been the wind. <laughs> Must have been the wind. So yeah, and uh, now we're back in order. If you guys would like, we can do this in turn order, if that's a little bit more organized for everyone. Yeah, let's do that, just so we have that. Yeah. So, I'm going to go ahead and add everybody in as I'm adding you in. Oh, wait. There it goes. <laughs> we're already there. Okay, Irene, we're at the top with you for turn order. So, uh, you you got some clues from the back of the car. So I don't see anything either. There's nothing. Oh, it doesn't. Turn order. I bet I have to delete it and put you guys back in. Okay. Yeah, these the 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 tokens that are currently in the turn order are on a different map that we don't have access to. That's weird how this shows it for me. Because you're the GM and you get to see everything. Haha! <laughs> I'm master of all. I'm the keeper of arcane lore, also known as Babe. It's just our decks, right? Yes, it is just your decks. No rolling necessary. Um, I would like to stealthily sneak over here and look in this vehicle. Okay, give me another stealth roll. Leo, what's your dex, by the way? Can I push my roll? Yes, you can push your roll. If you fail, you'll not only... Yeah, you'll not only alert somebody, but they might come investigating this time, looking for people. But if you succeed, you'll be able to sneak in and, of course, look through the the truck and maybe find something useful. That's an extreme success. Uh, Inside the truck, you you find just, like, a ton of unmarked whiskey. Like, just, like, uh, like, it's full. They haven't unloaded it yet. They probably just got a shipment in. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money during your time. Uh, uh, on top of that, you do find uh, some uh, a weapon inside. I'm trying to find what weapon it would be. Uh, you find... I'm going to say a machete. Hey. 
will pick that up and I keep it on my oh. person. Yep, you find a machete. So a machete is 1d8 plus your damage bonus, which, do you remember your your size? All right, cool. So there we go. Yes, but still, 1d8. Damage 1d8 is good damage, so. And what, what do I use? Is it strength? Uh, no, you would use, uh, the weapon, the, the brawl, the brawl skill, the fighting brawl skill. Okay. But we'll get back to that. So. Marvin. Leo is yeah. 70 as well. Oh, 70? Okay, cool. Uh, at that point, I believe you guys both roll to see who goes first. Leo can go first. I, I, I default to Marvin. Okay, Leo. You see, you see Irene kind of sneak in and start rummaging through a truck. Alright, so we know that there's somebody directly on the other side of this door. So I'm not super keen on going in. I'm gonna look at Marvin over here and be like, And then I'm going to pop around. Actually, I'm going to go, is this is this like an extended wall here? Is that what this is? This yeah, is it's, it's a door. So it's like wide open instead of like a shutter. Hmm. Huh. We could create quite the diversion by setting one of these trucks on fire. Mm. But... That's probably a bad decision. Um, Leo's going to pop around here and let Butcher and Dan know in a hushed voice they're inside on the other side of the wall here. We got to be real quiet going around the other side. Perfect. And now it's Marvin's turn. Um, so I guess now I'll look for where, um, people leaving the car went. Since I, I oh, fumbled, yeah. I fumbled last time and I figured, like, me stepping on the cat probably ruined you any didn't plans I had to do anything yeah. else but move over there, so. So go ahead and do spot hit. No, at least it's not a critical, it's not a fumble. It's, it's not a critical. Marvin's not having a good time. Mm. He found that book. <laughs> Uh, and just to let you know, I, I will say, Marvin, because um, it's still during the day, and you had a lot of time left um, of your temporary insanity. Um, if the funeral procession, you guys started walking at noon. It was probably about 1230 when he busted out of his coffin and everything, when that happened. Um, since you spent time at the library today, and you spent time at Leroy's apartment, it's probably about um, 6 p.m. now. Uh, how long was your temporary insanity for again, Dalton? I believe six months. Oh, okay. So you're nearing the end. Um, we'll say after another half an hour, it will be completely gone. Does that seem okay? Okay. Cool. Uh, but, yes. So you spot him. Are you going to move at all, or are you just staying where you're at, just trying to... Maybe you'll spend some more time looking. That's what it was. I was just spending my turn looking around the car for any indication of where they took the body. Gotcha. Well, I guess he's still alive. Uh, he's not a body yet. He's still a person. Yeah. 
It's now Butcher's turn, and based on where you and Dan are right now, I want both of you at the same time to give me a listen roll, if you could. Oh. Yeah, that's a fail. You guys can push or spend luck. I can spend luck. Let's spend some luck. Spend a good twenty-two luck. <laughs> so yeah, Butcher hears, and maybe he grabs everybody else, but he kind of hears um, uh, coming from this direction, right? Like it's a little bit muffled; it's not quite as clear right now. But you start to hear kind of like uh, somebody go, "Hey, Joey." Is this the guy? You hear the voice of Joey Larson go, Yeah, boss, this is the one. He's the one I saw at the funeral. Freddie Fayette. He got up and walked as soon as he started playing his trumpet. And that's all you hear at this current moment. If you want to communicate that to the team, you can. Or if there is anything else you want to do right now. So, Joey, tell me if someone else is, is doing this. Yes. Are you, yeah. you, you mean Butcher, right? Not me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Butcher. So. Well, I, I okay. So at this point, I can you know, Butcher's just gonna relay the information because I'm the only one that heard that, right? Correct. Um. So Butcher's gonna relay that information, and um, and then I guess I'll, I'll just stay here to pass the turn over to Dan and see what Dan wants to do. All right, Dan. So Butcher tells you that he that he heard one voice asking. Joey Larson, if he's the guy, and Joey Larson responding that, yes, he's the one who played his trumpet and brought back Mr. Fayette. Freddy Fayette. Um, so, I, I kind of look at Leo, and I'm just like, oh crap, it's here. Alright, we gotta get in. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, kind of peek around the corner to this other uh I'm gonna go like there and just like kinda like peek around the corner. Okay, yeah, absolutely. You're able to do so. Sorry. And there we go. Perfect. It's definitely part of the alleyway. This is like a continuation of like another building behind here. But you see along this wall there are windows they're closed, and they seem to have their blinds, like, drawn shut. Okay. Um, hmm. Am I, like, kind of able to move up to that window and peek in? Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to do it stealthy, or just try to, like, move slowly to be undetected? Just move slowly, I guess. Okay, cool. Yeah, you're able to kind of, like, get up there, 
and you kind of like peek up. You can see that like the blinds are drawn, but their paper is old and ragged. So you can actually see and kind of hear what's going on inside. Um, and that I think would be the end of your turn. Inside, this is what you see. Let me go ahead and reveal that. Boom. You see Joey Larson over here with Leroy Turner tied down to a chair, except for his arms. His arms are free, and he's holding the four-valved trumpet. Uh, you see another gang member over here, the one uh, that's in front of the door, guarding this door. And then what seems to be a very large man who's, like, balding and has, like, he's, he's, he's a little bit uh, uh, a bigger of a man, let's say. And he's kind of, like, he's got his, like, his arms on his, on his like, coat, right? Uh, and he goes, he, uh, he kind of goes, <clears throat> so, what's going on here, Joey? Joey goes, look, 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 boss, my girlfriend, all right? She says his power is voodoo. We can use it for us. Come on. Uh, the other guy looks at him, goes, no screw-ups, Joey, like what you did with Manusco. Joey goes, no way, boss, no way. I'm not going to do that. And that's where I'm going to cut off. Um, we can kind of let this scene play out if you guys want to watch. But uh, that's kind of what's happening right now. And uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break and come back and see what how this kind of unfolds. Okay. Okay. I'm curious. Very curious. We'll see you guys in a quick after a quick short break. In a jiffy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the ABCs of RPGs, where we teach you how to play tabletop role playing games. We're back in it. We're on the well, maybe the last session of Call of Cthulhu. We're playing Dead Man Stomp. Uh, currently, well, uh, well, let me introduce myself again first. My name is Spencer. I am what's known as the Keeper of Arcane Lore, and I'm joined by my fellow investigators. Uh, sorry, we're going backwards. So, Christian. Hello. I'm Christian. Uh, I play Butcher, and our pronouns are he, him. Uh, and Butcher's not a very smart man, but he's strong, and he gets the job done. Yeah, that's about it. Um, Ashley? Hi, I'm Ashley. Um, I'm playing, excuse me, Irene Whitmore. I'm accompanied by my familiar Edgar. You don't attend me. Okay, you have a dog now, that's sure. It's just Ashley's ed familiar Edgar. <laughs> um, I hope that actually showed up. I know that gets... Tilt it more. Tilt it more. Yes, there he is. There's a good boy. There he is. There's, There's a good, good boy. boy. Um, that's my familiar yeah, Edgar. Edgar. <laughs> um, but Irene, uh, she likes dancing. That's her thing. She dances. She drinks. She spends her parents' money. It's a good time. Uh, and her uh, sometimes bodyguard Leo is played by Justin. I'm Leo. I am 
I yeah, I I, I really am. I am uh, his our our pronouns are he him. I am uh, the unofficial bodyguard of Irene, and officially I am legitimate businessman. That means legitimate. It's a legitimate business. I do stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, and then that's it though. So next up is Dan. What's up, everyone? I'm Dan Wanamaker. Um, he, him. Uh, I'm playing as myself. Um, just, uh, just a guy trying to trying to make it in the world. Uh, co-host of the, uh, well. Not officially co-host, unofficial co-host of the 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 Mar- Marvin's Martian Missive podcast, uh, hosted by hosted by Dalton. Free, yeah, Dan Wanamaker, frequent podcast guest. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm Dalton. I'm books. playing. I'm playing a, a a paranormal enthusiast named Marvin Martin. This very important, gripping, famous radio show. Um, and also, he he accidentally stepped on a cat earlier, and he feels really bad about it. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. Maybe he can find that cat later and 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 make a new friend. Okay. Yeah, we, let's get that cat on the podcast. Yeah, get that cat on the podcast. Wow. We need him now. We we need to get that cat. We need to get the cat that ran for all those yards in that New York Giants game. We need to get the fat cats. Let's go, Cat Cast 2022. <laughs> Just let all the all the cats who have something to say say it. Yeah, they got a lot to say. Yeah, man. So where we last left off with the party. Um, they had witnessed, uh, Leroy Turner, who has a mysterious fourth valve to trumpet, get taken into, uh, taken in by, uh, 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 the boss's gang, who, uh, were responsible for, well, one of the gang's, uh, members, Joey Larson, was responsible for the shooting that tied the adventurers, uh, the investigators into this mystery to begin with at Small's Paradise. They tracked him back to this old garage, thanks to the help of Leo tracking down the vehicle earlier, um, and now started to witness a scene where where Leroy is tied, legs tied to the chair with his trumpet, where Joey is is introducing him to Archie the Boss Bonato and telling him about how he can resurrect people with the sound of his music. So... We return back to the top of the turn order. Irene, you are first up. You just found a machete in the back of one of the delivery their delivery cars of their um, illegal booth. So, yeah. So, I am. I don't know that this is going on in this room. So, I would like to start. Working my way this way. Yeah. Do I start hearing it? When you get to right about here, you do. So. When I start hearing it, I'd like to kind of duck behind this and keep listening. Perfect. You do so. Next up, we. I have my machete ready. Great. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm surprised it's not your gun. You just have your machete ready. Let me get the machete. Alright, Leo, you're up next. So, you are you were told by Butcher uh, about the faint conversation you heard, and you saw Dan kind of sneak around the corner. So, Okay. Um, so, Leo is then going to... He sees Dan sneak around. He sees Dan not get shot. Leo's then going to sneak around here and duck underneath this window and then take a look up in this window. Yeah, kind of post up right there. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You do so. You're able to see the same scene that Dan's kind of seeing right now, only from your perspective, like kind of like right behind Joey. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm gonna um I'm gonna ready my gun. He starts playing that trumpet again. We're just we're popping off. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, Marvin, uh, just to let you know before you kind of like we're spending time to kind of search and stuff like that. Before uh Leo left, he did kind of wave you in his direction, and then he kind of went around the corner. But it's up to you, whatever you were doing. So. Yeah, I, I remember doing that. I'll probably I haven't been able to find anything over here, and everybody else has left, and I don't want to be alone, so I will. Uh, look around for any any errant cats or small mammals that I might accidentally step on and walk down around the corner. Perfect. You can probably make it to about halfway, maybe like right here. Because what's your movement speed? Uh, Is it eight? Yes. Okay, yeah. So you're a little bit quicker than the other guys. So you can make it like from that car, car around the corner, cover about half the building. So I'm going to stay right there. Um, Butcher! Same thing that you saw Leo do. You saw Dan disappear around the corner. You saw Leo disappear around the corner. But you do faintly hear what's going on. You can make another listen check to kind of continue to listen in from where you're at. Or you can move around. Um, are there any windows on this side? Does it not look mm. like it? No, not on this side. Uh, yeah. Um... She can hear now, so. We're kind of, uh, kind of off, and. I mean, if we make it try and make a distraction, it'd be super obvious, right? Um, I'm gonna listen in. I'm gonna come down to the edge here and just listen in a little bit more, see if I can get any more information out of these guys. Yeah, like, I'm gonna say if you're. Behind the corner, you probably can't listen, but if you're, like, behind this barrel, you can listen without a listen check. Oh, like, sure, you can... yeah, if I can get around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can do that. So now you're kind of listening in. Yeah. Um, Dan, are you staying put and just kind of listening in, or what are you what doing? doing? Yep. Yeah. Alright, cool. So we get back to the scene at hand. Uh, you see that, uh, yeah, so everybody but Marvin... Um, well, and uh, Irene can hear this, but I'll describe things visually as well. So, uh, Leroy is tied to the chair, but legs, legs, only his legs. His his arms are free, and he has the, the silver-finished trumpet with the fourth vowel. Uh, Joey's standing across, uh, uh, just, you know, back to the window, whereas uh, another one of the gang members is across from him, and uh, the Archie the Boss Bonato doesn't have a gun, just kind of, like, grabbing his, his suit, suit kind of like uh edges 
just kind of like puffed out chest. And he just uh, he just told Joey no more screw ups, and Joey was like, "No way, I'm not gonna do that." <clears throat> that was a dumb piece of work, Joey. Keeping Small's Paradise clothes is costing me dope. All you had to do was warn the guy, Joey. Now I gotta get a new account. Uh, the boss he like he takes out a cigar, and he clips it, lights it. Hmm. <laughs> okay, Joey. I'll bite. I'll, I'll bite on what you have to say. Go ahead and shoot yourself. And the room falls silent. Joey kind of looks around and looks back at, at, at the boss. We're going to go back to turn order. Um, just because I know a few people are in position, but Marvin isn't quite in position yet, and I want to make sure everybody gets their chance. Irene, are you staying put or moving at all? Um, the door's right here. It's shut right now, correct? It is shut. Don't, don't let the map deceive you. Okay. I would like to move and kind of shimmy behind some of these barrels and boxes. Sure, you can do so. As long as you're moving slowly then you can kind of do that without making noise, I'll say. They seem to be kind of distracted. And can I still hear? Yeah. Great. Leo, are you still, like, kind of, like, perched up behind, behind that window? Yeah, especially okay. now that I heard him tell, uh... Joey to kill Joey him, to shoot himself? Shoot himself. We're just gonna wait. Uh, Marvin, so you're, you're down here at the south end of the building. Where, uh, did you want to move? Yeah, I'll make my way with the rest of everybody. You can, you can make, yeah, you can make yourself right over there, so. Uh, Butcher, are you staying put as well, or? Uh. I'll, uh, I'll advance up here. Okay, just kind of, like, behind, behind, uh. Leo just kind of, like, ready to, to kind of do something if something happens. Actually, can I get on the other side of the window? Yeah. You can. You can kind of, like, duck under you. Get to the other side. Yeah. All right. Dan, are you comfortable where you're at, or did you want to move at all? Uh, yeah, I just kind of want to move up a little bit. Oh. Like, kind of behind where Joey is. Where Leo is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Leo is at these two? Yeah. I meant Leo, yeah. Cool. So from here, this point on, since everybody seems to be kind of in, like, a listening position, I'll just kind of keep going, but at any point in time, of course, like your characters would, feel free to interrupt where you see fit. So, um, <clears throat> the room is silent. Uh, you see Joey kind of, uh, twitch a bit, and he's, like, looking back and forth. He's, like, looking at Leroy, he's looking at, at the boss, uh, and then you hear Boss Bonato say, Look, Joey, if this here horn man can bring you back to life, like you say, problem. Shoot yourself. Uh, Joey kind of like, like, touches his chest a little bit. He goes, Boss, you know, you know I've been good to you. We don't, we don't have to go down this route. I'm just saying, what if, okay, what if we just kind of hold on to him? Somebody gets into trouble? Then we then we have him blow the horn. Uh, the boss Manado looks at Joey and goes, 
nah, not quick enough. And he kind of does, like, a head motion. And you see, uh, uh, the other guy across from him reach for his gun and pull out to point at, point at Joey. And Joey goes, reaches into his coat pocket, and then pulls out an empty hand. And then he gets shot by the other guy and falls down dead. It's because Leo stole his gun! Uh, he, <laughs> uh, the other guy walks over to what seems to be the dead Joey and checks his pulse because we established that as a thing you could do in the 1920s. Checks his pulse and goes, Hey, boss, he's dead. Boss uh, Bonato goes, <clears throat> Joey. That gun was too big for you anyways. Now you gone and lost it. Shame. Alright, well. Jazzman. Play us a tune. Uh, you see, at this point, Leroy kind of like, he's staring at the now dead Joey. And he, and he, um, takes a big gulp. And he, uh, shake, his hand's shaking as he puts the trumpet, trumpet mouthpiece to his lips. But he starts playing. High Society. And he's playing along. I believe Leo had readied an action to shoot if this starts to happen. Yeah, you, you want to, if if the body starts moving, you want to start shooting at it? Nope. We're just going to start shooting now. We're aiming, who's right here? What's this? Little Jimmy? Yeah, little Jimmy. We're going to take, we're going to take a few shots at little Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> If if we shoot these guys first, though, doesn't that mean they're all gonna be reanimated? Maybe he'll just stop playing. If I hit, if I hit, if I hit him, I don't know. But we're just here's what here's what's happening. So here's the good news. So I started blasting. So I started blasting. So I started blasting. So when you like aim your gun, you get plus fifty to your your decks on your initiative. So this works out really well, where Leo basically just to go gets to go first in the round, which is really great. Um, let me add everybody, all the enemies, into turn order real quick, just so we make sure everybody's kind of, kind of. I get a bonus die on my attacks too. Yeah, that's correct. Let me make sure I gotta grab these guys' decks real quick. Well, Joey's really quick. Too bad he's dead. Oh, no, no. Lil' Jimmy's only got a dex of 60. The boss. Come on, dude. boss is pretty quick. And then, do they have Fraggle in here? They don't have Fraggle, so I'm just going to give Fraggle the same as Lil' Jimmy. And Leroy. Leroy's in here. Oh, my gosh. Leroy has a dex of 90. Jesus. Yeah. He's faster than Irene. I'm just being the fastest. I got it. Fast as fuck, boy. Fast as fuck. Exactly what I said. <laughs> okay. So, 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 so. Oh, make sure. I got to write everybody's health. On. Oh, no. The health is on there. Perfect. Great, 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 great. Cool. So. 
yeah, let's go ahead and play this out. So Leo, you uh you, you so that he starts uh the boss starts saying about how he wants Leroy to play. Leroy starts to play a song and you open fire. And you're opening fire on little Jimmy, right? Mm-hmm. So you open fire on little Jimmy. Uh he's probably surprised. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say he doesn't die for cover. So go ahead and roll your firearm attack. Jesus Christ. I'm gonna push it. Uh real quick, I'm not sure you can push in combat. Let me double check. Combat and damage rolls cannot be pushed. Ugh. I think that means I botched it. Let's see, even with your bonus dice? Yeah, I rolled a ninety-eight and a ninety-five. Oh okay. yeah! I'm just hogging all the good rolls. Yep. So so you you open fire, but you miss your shots. Maybe like the blinds like distracted a little bit. You can only see shapes. So like you open fire and it 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 went off. You couldn't see that much. Uh. Well, I'm gonna use my second attack. Yes. I get three attacks. So maximum will be made since I was aiming, and I get a. I would get a penalty dice, but this, I had a, a good die, so this is just a one. All right. There we go. All right. Oh, I'm going to use one luck point, so I get a extreme success. So just to let you know, you also can't use, uh, I don't think you can use luck on combat rolls as well. Right, you can spend it. Uh, can't escape a fundal by spending luck. Uh, cannot spend luck on luck rolls, damage rolls, sanity points. Oh, oh, but that's just an attack roll. Yeah, not damage. interesting. So yeah, I guess you can use it to beat other other uh, rolls against other people. Cool. And I will. So I'm gonna use that one luck roll or that one luck point, and that means it's a extreme success on the shot on the second shot anyway. Ooh, so what does that mean? I don't know. Oh, okay. I'll tell you. <laughs> so extreme success with firearms. If I remember correct correctly, you get max damage. Let me double check on that. Um, extreme damage. Oh, blunt weapons and impaling weapons. Oh, impaling weapons, blades and bullets. And blades and bullets deal maximum weapon damage plus damage bonus, if any, plus an additional di dice roll for the weapon's damage. So, for example, if you had a D10, it'd be 1D10 plus 10 points of damage in case of a handgun. So Okay. All right. Well, so max damage is 12. Cool. And then I roll another d10? Yes. Or, well, if it's a 12, you roll a d12, don't you? No, it's 1d10 your... plus 2. Oh, then yes. Yes. So, um, so 1d10 plus 2 max damage is 12, and then I assume I get the damage bonus of plus 2 on the second roll? Let's see here. Sorry, I'm reading real quick. Extreme sets. It's not, that's okay. I, I think you only get it once, it looks All like. Alright, All right, cool. Well, so that'll be uh, 17, and then I get my damage bonus die as well? Uh, not with guns. Okay. Yeah, it's only like if you're using like a because like your build doesn't affect your guns damage, but like if you're using like a melee weapon, it affects it. Okay, well yeah. that's seventeen damage. 
Well, that's an instant kill. Because his, his first shot, all of his health. Second shot, just I get him right in the middle. Right in the middle. Oh, right in oh, the middle. So, so he falls down, like, just like jaw down. Yeah, <laughs> instantly dead. Uh, how many bullets did you have, by the way? Do you have another um, bullet you can take, or is that the the last last one? So you can that would have been. I do have another attack. Um, yeah, and screw it. I'll just do, and this one will be a disadvantage, but I'll try and hit Archie Bonato. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the boss. Yes, that's All Archie right. the boss Bonato. Whatever. I'm going to do it. Um, so there's... Oh, nice. And that'll still be a success. And... D10. Oh, nice. So that's going to hit him for 8 damage. 8 damage. Okay. So that's... 4 left in the magazine. Significant. So here's the thing. That was half his health. So in that oh, case, that he has to make a constitution roll to stay conscious. So let's see if oh, he... I get him right in the gut. If he stays conscious. He rolled pretty well. Nope, he failed. He falls he falls down unconscious. Nice. Hell yeah. So we'll we'll do this for, for unconscious. Perfect. So Archie the Boss Bonato gets hit in the gut like like Justin said, kind of grabs himself and then just passes out. Can I fall like back down? Yeah, you like, can do that. You know, like like boom boom, like you know, like uh like res like like House of the Dead styles like yeah, absolutely. You do so. <laughs> All right. So after that exciting combat round, uh, let's see here. Sorry, I'm just making sure I move Leo down. Yeah, there we go. Cool. It is now Irene's turn. Well, Irene hears all the commotion. And... She doesn't really want to run in this door here because she doesn't know who shot who. Oh, that's fair. So she's gonna run out and try to find the rest of the group. So I have how far can I get, Spencer? You can get probably outside of the building. Because I have a, a movement of nine. Mm. Cool, I do that. You With do my so. machete. Do I have to roll to not fall and cut myself? No, you're fine. You're you're just running at your max speed. Oh, I guess Leor is supposed to go before you, but that's okay. So, yeah. So, Leroy, on his turn continues to play music and you see not only one body start to twitch but now two bodies start to twitch oh man so let me go ahead and boop. we must break the spell oh, shit, shit. 
shot him first. And then let me actually... Ah, there! <laughs> I gotta get another zombie, so I'll be right back. <laughs> with a zombie. Why is this dude like, so this hell-bent on playing this fucking zombie? Yeah, man, he's been shot around, and he's like, I don't know who to play. His wife or whatever is dead. The dude who asked him to play the thing is unconscious in front of him, and he's just gonna keep... It, it, it's, it's, it's the, it's the bad guy. It's the bad guy. He's just playing, and he, like, you know, his eyes isn't up. Yeah. He's just kind of, like, playing and, like, getting into the music, tapping his foot along, and he starts playing. And um, as he sees the 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 uh, the other zombie Joey and the zombie little Jimmy stand up, he he does stop playing at the end of his turn and like is is afraid and shocked and starts to go down to try to get his legs undone. So he starts he didn't he didn't know how he, he didn't do this. He, he kept playing through the gunshot too. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's in the trance, man, when you're playing that magical... Right, yeah, he was, he was he played through the gunshots, but he was surprised that the, that the thing that always happens when he plays the trumpet happens, that's when he stops. He's had a lot of drinks, okay? So... So anyways, uh, Marvin, it is your turn. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't like... Uh, I run around the corner, so it's not to get shot. <laughs> Uh... All right, perfect. Well, Archie the Boss Bonatos is knocked out, so he's not going to do anything. At least he's not coming back up. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to see if... Um... I'm going to see... Do they change their their decks if they become zombies? I feel like they do. Let's see here. Because Chili's was 80 when he died. So are we not looking through the windows right now? So are we considering Yeah, I like to say you're not looking through the window. Okay. So we don't see the zombies yet. Not, not necessarily. No. Okay, that's good to know. So, yeah, so uh, Little Jimmy Foster's initiative actually becomes 40 now because he's a zombie. So I'm going to move him down here. Uh, but Fraggle, Fraggle's still, um, let's say, uh, he's, he's still normal, but he fails a Sandy roll. So let me see what kind of happens nice. to him. I'm not sure how often Sandy Rolls are supposed to happen for NPCs, but I think in this case, that is something that should definitely happen. So. Can he, like, accidentally drown himself or, like, get hit by a car? Something like that. Just run down to the road. Sorry, is that too dark? No, it's fine. Uh, nothing too dark for so Frackle here, he he sees um he sees the the other two kind of like become zombies, and I I don't think anybody can is looking in the window to kind of see what happens, but you just hear a a, a and you hear him pull out a gun and he takes a shot at uh we'll say little Jimmy over here. 
So let's see if he does that. Oh, he does. Oh, perfect. Wow. Uh, the zombie doesn't seem that uh, uh that phased by it, but he does do some damage to to the the zombie. Uh, but he's staying there. He unloaded. He uh, he's actually yeah. He is gonna take multiple shots. So let's see here. <laughs> Extreme success. Ooh. I don't think that matters with this, but let me look. Sorry, this is a lot of D, uh, DM stuff right now. I mean, uh, keeper stuff right now. But um, yeah, bait stuff. Science. <laughs> Okay. Success. Uh, little Jimmy. He does. I even think about think about me when it's stuck in your head, Evan, tonight. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, he misses his third shot. So he takes he takes two shots. He he hits the zombie twice. Uh, it seems unfazed, and he he's screaming out as he unloaded his handgun into into the zombie. Uh, Butcher, it's your turn. Oh, it is. Uh, it's Butcher here. Um, okay, so no, you said that the blinds are down, right? Yeah. Okay, so we couldn't actually, like, fully see through them. Uh, see well. Um, hmm. Not a really clean way to approach this situation, is there? Because <laughs> um, I really want to just go barreling through the window to tackle this dude. Do it! And grab that stupid trumpet. You did stop playing already. I, I want it out of here. I want to chuck it into the ocean. Honestly. Even though we're in... Nowhere near an ocean, but are we not? Yeah. I thought this was like this warehouse was by the by the I guess not the ocean, but the river. Not the ocean. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna do that. I've seen the map. I know what happens. You chuck artifacts into water. They show up twenty years later with Jim Carrey. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, so I'm going to, I guess it, can I ask, um, Leo, since Leo took the shots, can I ask real quick, like, hey, where, um, because I can't see, like, through the window or whatever, um, can I ask, like, where about this, this guy was, was, you know, Playing his trumpet. Get ahead. Right through the window. Right straight through. Right straight through. Alright, I'm going. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. Right in through there. Alright. I don't know if you want me to roll for anything. No, you can just still go for it. I mean, Maybe. it kind of is. I'm, uh, I'm trying to just roll through and tackle the dude. How about this? I will have you make a roll to see if you'll get hurt or not from it. Um, I'll say... 
gosh, what would this be? Uh, I want to say strength or dex. Strength to just barrel your way through, or dex to nimbly avoid the uh, the the glass on the ground. Yeah, uh, I think. <laughs> All right, yeah, you bust through unharmed into this room. Yeah, that's sure. Yeah, it would tip the experience to stop you, right? Uh, I will say though, you do have to make uh a sandy roll for seeing the zombies. <laughs> What if I'm doing it with such force, though? I don't notice them. I am just full in a in a job. <laughs> is that extreme success? It is extreme success, yes. Oh, okay. I'm going to say you can make the sandy rolls at the end of your turn, then. How about that? <laughs> so go ahead and finish your turn. Any, any attacks you want to do? Um... Yeah, so, yeah, I guess I, so I, whatever, so the dude is trying to untie himself, like, where is the, the... So, you have zombie Joey Larson here, you have zombie little Jimmy Foster here, uh, Archie is passed out bleeding on the ground from a gut wound. Um, and Fraggle over here opened fire. You see him pointing his gun at little Jimmy, zombie little Jimmy, while as Leroy in the middle here is, like, trying to undo his, his legs. Right. Did he, I, I'm, I'm asking, though, did he put the, the trumpet on his lap, is it on the ground? Is it, like, did under his arm? Under, okay, okay. Yeah. So I'm basically just tackling him then, right? Like, it's, it's not like I can just, like, grab it out of his arm or hand roll easily or something. Yeah, like he's got it attached to him, basically. So, give me, I'm... Give me a fighting maneuver uh, against him, but he okay. is gonna have disadvantage. He's gonna have a a a, a penalty die because he's tied up. His legs are tied yeah. up. He can't really stop it. Oh yeah. Oh, maybe. Oh. Yeah. You tackle. <laughs> you tackle the crap out of him because he rolled a ninety six. You tackle the crap out of him, and, like, the, the trumpet, like, flies across the ground over here in the corner. Like, he just falls back, and he's on the ground. So, he's, I'll move him, like, right here. Like, you tackle him, he's on the ground, and the trumpet flies way over here. Okay. So, I guess, it, at that point, like, in my turn, I'd say, I would just yell out. You know, the trumpet's in the far right corner. Get it! And then, and then I would assume that's my my turn. Cool. Dan. You you just saw so, Yeah. Um so he just busted through and I guess I'm like, alright, I guess this is a, probably a good chance for me to me to bust through. Um, so I'm gonna bust through two, or I guess, like, is the door open now? Uh, it's, there's no door, there's windows. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I'll just go through the window. This window right here? Sure. Um, since it's already busted through, I'm gonna say make a dex roll to see, uh, if you can kind of avoid the shards of glass as you kind of, like, ho hobble through the window and stuff. I do know. Alright, uh, roll d d3, take the damage. Oh, sick! I'll take three. Like, 
lost on the way through. Gosh, ooh. Um, okay, so I'm in... Yeah, Butcher, Butcher is here, like, on top of, uh, Leroy, yeah. Uh, can I, like, help Butcher wrestle the trumpet away from Leroy? Uh, the trumpet's out of his hands. It's over here in the corner, actually. I'll find a- let me find an- Okay. Um, I want to pull out my gun and shoot Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> You can do that. That is a, that is a thing. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Not Leroy. Uh, are the zombies still moving? Yeah. Are the zombies still moving? Yes, they're very much still alive. I'm gonna shoot one, uh, the one under my my foot in the head. Like, do I need to roll for that? If it's like literally like. It's standing up, so it's not it's not on the ground. Yeah. I thought it was still on the ground. Okay. Sorry, I must have missed that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I want to shoot that one in the head, then. Okay. You are at point-blank range, so you gain a bonus die on the skill roll. Nice. Nice. And that, that means what, I get advantage? Yeah. That's how we've been playing it. Okay, well, I fail. Oof. So that's cool. So I'm just gonna accept my uh, accept my losses, and just uh, I mean I can't I can't shoot again, right? Yeah. Um. Actually, well, wait. Do you have a what? Do you have a 45 revolver? Yeah. Yes. Yes, you can. You can do up to three attacks each time. You get like another um, disadvantage die. So if you mm -hmm. take advantage the first roll, you get or you get normal attack this time. Next time it'll be a disadvantage. Okay, so I get a normal attack this time. Okay, gotcha. Yep. You get one penalty dot. Uh, uh die. Uh, well, you get one firing two or three shots in a round. One penalty for each shot. Yeah. Okay, wait. That one's much better. That one hit. Oh, that one hits. Does it? It does. I have a. Nice. Damn. Oh boy, oh boy, okay. And then what is it, 1d10? Yeah. Okay, uh, 7. 1d10 plus 2 if you have the 45 revolver. Yeah, so it'd be 9 damage. The, the automatic 40. Why is it plus 2? That's just what the automatic gets. Because they're big bullets. I apologize, but after his turn, we should do my sanity for all. Just and then, yeah, Dan has to do his sanity, too. Yep. <laughs> so, so, you got one bullet hit, right, Dan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you shoot it. Uh, it's, it doesn't seem very much affected by your bullet, but it does do some damage. You see, like, a chunk of his face kind of come off, so... Uh, and just to let you know, make sure you are still rolling with your bonus die. And bonus and penalty die kind of cancel each other out. So you have a bonus die for shooting at point-blank range. So right. when you when you shoot multiple shots, it doesn't build up the penalty die. It's only one penalty die uh, that you have for each 
shot afterwards. Even if it's the third bullet that you shoot, you only have one penalty. Don't you shoot a third bullet? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's kind of confusing, but that's how Call of Cthulhu kind of works. So when you're shooting with, like, a handgun, the multiple penalty die is actually only for automatic fire. Really specific for, like, what the different types of firing is. But, yeah, you can shoot as many bullets as you're able to, uh, dictated by the, the weapon sheet, which is usually, like, two to three bullets, I think, if it's a handgun. But you only get one penalty dice each for each bullet you shoot afterwards. So, and then when you guys run out of your magazine, make sure you're keeping track of that. We'll go over reloading rules too. So, but anywho, uh, Dan, sorry. So you made your second shot. Are you able to shoot three shots? Uh, I fired a third shot. Oh, you did. Okay. It missed. Dang. Okay. Are you doing anything else this round? No, I'm gonna, uh, I mean, can I move anymore? Yeah, you have plenty of movement left. You kind of, like, pop through the, the window, but maybe only use, like, half your movement, maybe? So, Cool. You do so. Um, now, uh, we were supposed to do Butcher Sandy roll, and then also let's do Dan Sandy roll. So, remember, if you guys have already seen zombies... You you can't lose any more sanity than the maximum of eight sanity. So make sure you're keeping track of that on the back of your character sheets. But yep. go ahead and make sanity rolls. And the seeing a zombie is if you if you succeed, you don't lose any sanity. If you fail, you lose one d eight of sanity. Oh, that's awesome! So as long as we all pass our sanity rolls, we shouldn't lose any sanity to see the zombies. Correct. But I do want to double check who saw. Mr. Fayette at the funeral. I think I did. No. If you didn't make a roll, then I don't think it was you did, Leo. It was my turn. And it wasn't Dan. Yeah. So it there was also the bar. There was the bar scene that we could have seen. Right. So so Irene and Butcher saw Mr. Fayette, right? So you already made yeah. rolls. So since that's fresh in your mind. You guys, whenever you see zombies for, I would say, the rest of the day, you actually are zero sandy losses, zero sandy points if you if you succeed, and only one d four if you fail. Nice. That's basically how Call of Cthulhu says. It says um, some may be more fresh and so less horrific, reducing the loss to a zero over one d four at the keeper's discretion. And you're saying since you guys saw Mr. Fayette earlier in the day that it's reduced down if you do witness and fail. But Dan, I don't think you saw Mr. Fayette or how to make a roll, so it's still the zero <laughs> Thanks, Christian. Nice. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Um, so I fail my sanity roll. So it's what? Uh, what? Remind me what I roll for that again. I'm you failed. So you have to make a let's see here. Do 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 do. One D eight. Yep. Thank you. And then more stuff happens if you lose five or more sandy. Nice. Hmm. Okay, cool. Make sure you mark down that too next to zombies on the back of your character sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So you're fine. And Christian. You passed, right? Yeah. So you, you're good. Nothing happens. So you're good. Uh, cool, 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 cool. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's the Sandy rolls. It didn't change anything, so we're good on that. 
but uh, it's now little zombie Jimmy Foster. <laughs> it's his turn, and he's actually gonna walk forward to Fraggle and probably do some damage to him. So let's let's see what what kind of damage he kind of does. He does fighting. All right, let's see what he gets for his fighting. He succeeds. And he does one. He does one d three plus one d four. Okay, so all right, cool. So he does. Does he also do emotional damage? <laughs> he seems to. You don't know what kind of emotional damage he has, but uh, Fraggle seems frazzled, shall we say? Uh, and he sinks and he does four damage to Fraggle, which is not half his health, so he's still conscious, but he takes a huge chunk of damage from this this zombie as he lurches towards him. However, it's now zombie Joey Larson's turn, and he's going to turn directly to you, Butcher, and make an attack. So he's going to make an attack on you, and he succeeds. So let me roll this damage on here. It's 1d4. Plus one, D3. So, whoops, that's not a, that's not a thing. That's not. Wait, can I try and, yeah, I can try and dodge, right? Yes, correct, yeah. So he got a normal success. So you can, you can dodge or fight back. And if you dodge, all you have to do is get a success. Um, but if you try to fight back, you have to get higher than a normal success. You have to get a harder extreme success in order to successfully fight back. But that would be, like, my fighting brawl. Uh, or how does that work? What, what's it, or would that just be, yeah, dependent on, like, if it's melee or range? You use your fighting skill. Okay. I would say, since he's in melee damage, it would be fighting brawl. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So am I more likely to get a... I'm going to fight back. I think that's better for me. Okay. Um, get a get a hard success or an extreme success. That is a little over half my fighting goal. That is not a hard success. So he wins and he successfully deals damage to you. Yeah. He does three damage to you as he as he takes a chunk, bites into a chunk of your shoulder. Mm. That one's gonna leave a scar. Alright. It is now Leroy's turn. So, let's see here. Yep. He breaks out of his restraints on his legs. And he crawls over to his trumpet. He grabs it. And he hops out the window. He... Which window? This window over here. <laughs> so everybody can hear that, but I'm just I'm just letting you guys know he hops out the window. Um, and with that, Irene, it is your turn. Did I hear Butcher yell about where the trumpet was originally? Yeah, he yelled it loud enough. You you kind of heard everything that was going on. Oh wait, you're kind of far away now. Uh, give me a listen roll with bonus die. Why bonus? Because, like, he yelled it, 
you were just running away from the scene, so. Well, I was running around the scene. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but with a bonus. Uh, that might pass. Perhaps. It is a normal success. Boom. You heard him. Okay. I hear that, and hearing that, I turn on my heels and run back to the door. <laughs> You're able to get to the door, I think. Because you just ran away and then ran back. I don't think you can open the door and get inside or anything, but you get to the door. Does that make sense? Okay. That might be a good thing. <laughs> Leo, it's your turn. For now. Oh, I think he stepped away. So we can go to Marvin real quick then. Marvin? Um, I'm going to assume that... I don't know, would I know that Leroy is running north? Unlikely. Well, Leo, Just Leo can tell me that he's running north. Yeah. Okay, Leo, it is your turn whenever you're ready. Hey, sorry about that, y'all. You're good. Um. All right, so I heard the crash up here. Yep. I'm just going to sprint this way. Yeah, you see Leroy, like, hopped out of the, the window with, with his trumpet in hand, and he sees you. So anyway, I start blasting. You're going to shoot? <laughs> At this point, do it. <laughs> Wait, need information? I, I need information. Information. <laughs> I'm done with these guys. <laughs> you should have shot him the first time then. I, oh. I know. That, I'm making up for past mistakes right now. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Well, not a fumble. Thank God. He is going to dive for cover, just letting you know. So, diving for cover. Is he going to dive back in? No, no. Is he's he, like, how is he diving? He's he's diving ahead. That's what he does. That's what oh, like a little dunk thing. Yeah, he he dies he dies for cover. Uh, rolling against. Okay, the target of the shot cannot fight back. You can dodge a bullet, but may die for cover by rolling against their dodge skill. You dodge a wrench. Yeah, if the dodge roll is successful, the attacker's rolls the rolls to hit are made with one penalty die. So hold on, hold on. Let let him make this dodge roll. Let's see if he dodges out of the way. He does have a really good dodge. Yeah. Remember. Slippery bastard. He is. Hold on, let me see. Dodges. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, he succeeded. So, all of your shots have a penalty die, just letting you know. Alright, so is it going to be two penalty die if I take another shot? Uh, yes. Because it's different conditions. Alright, screw it. So I'm going to take another shot at him. I'm, to see him down, I'm going to try to shoot him in the butt. <laughs> And then one more. All right, so 85, I just miss. Mm -hmm. And then if I took another one, it would still be only three, the, the, the worst of three, right? Uh, just just two dice, right? So you have one penalty. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, because you have two penalty dice. Yes, that is correct. All right. Oh, and uh, for for record, um, what what gun did I take off, um, Joey? It was a forty-five, I believe. Let me get that real quick. So okay. you can use that if you need. Well, yeah. So I have. I'm gonna have one bullet left after this after I shoot the three here. 
Mm-hmm. Worst. Um, three. A long-barreled forty-five. I miss. Okay. So you're you're opening fire, but things are moving quickly. Um, there's another thing where, like, you know, if he was moving at his top speed, he just jumped through a window so you, it didn't occur, but, like, when things are moving fast in Call of Cthulhu, like, if he starts running away from you at full speed, you get a, a, a penalty die for trying to shoot a moving target as well. That's the whole thing, too. So we're just saying, like, things are moving quickly, you're opening fire, but, like, it's really hard to kind of just hit him with that bullet. Jumps through, and I try and hit him on the one, and then he, like, hits the deck, it starts to scramble forward, and I just I can't get it. Yeah. He, uh, he, that is his next turn, though, so he won't be able to do anything his next turn. Because diving for cover, yeah, basically, because diving for cover, they basically sacrifice their next turn. Uh, if they have already used their attack this round, they forfeit their attack in the next, oh, they just forfeit their attack? Yeah, a character that opts to dive for cover forfeits their next attack. So I guess he can still run away, but he can't attack you back. So you gotta get up first. Yeah. So All right. okay. that's Leo's turn, right? That's Leo's turn. Marvin. Uh, oh, he's gonna. He, the, the, the horn guy's getting away. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll run run up to Leo. Um, or well, he's running that way. Leo probably points. He's he's trying to get away. Uh, and he's probably running toward the car. He's running toward the car. Okay. And I'll go around the other way. Cool. You do so. Uh, Archie the Boss Bonato is bleeding out on the floor. Fraggle, uh, trying to fight off this zombie. He's just gonna. He's just gonna. I think use his fighting brawl. To try to fight him off. So let's see how well he does with that. Uh, okay, uh, succeeds normally. Let's see. Six. Okay. Seven. Minus three. Okay. So he's he's dealing some damage to this zombie, but it's it's still it's still up in arms. Um, he's still doing good. So he. He hasn't. He hasn't been. Able, they're struggling. They're fighting each other. Um, Butcher, it is your turn. So, Butcher would have seen him going out this window. So, did he not recover right outside this window here that he? Yeah. He he came out of. Yeah. All right. For round two, Butcher. Butcher starts just reeling back and just all full force forward. Gonna barrel through this window aiming to tackle the dude. Alright. So two two things. Strength or decks to avoid 1d3 of damage from the glass. Then secondly, it will be a um I don't think he can fight back. Let me see if he can fight back. Alright, that's for a success. I am very strong. Strong. Perfect. So you don't take the damage. Uh go ahead and do a fighting maneuver. Now are you just tackling him again or are you trying to like hold him down? Pin him to the ground. Pin him to the ground, okay. Make him tap out. Alright, fighting brawl. 
And he's gonna try to dodge. Okay. That is a regular success. For he failed. Please. So you succeed to pin him down. Yes! Finally. Perfect. Dan, it's your turn. You see Butcher. I'm going to move you go outside and on top of Lee Rafe right now. Uh, you, you see Butcher dash through another, another window. As he likes to say that nobody understands, like the Kool-Aid man, <laughs> uh, and tackles him, uh, uh, tackles Leroy out there. You you saw a zombie like take a chunk out of him and is standing right here in the center. And then you see the other zombie messing around with this other boss, with this other uh, henchman over here. So what would you like to do? Yeah, so uh, I'm going to follow Butcher outside. Um... And make sure we that guy's nice and pinned. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, pin I'm gonna help the meat man pin the guy. Um, do I need do I need to do a dex roll? I wasn't gonna like burst through it. I was gonna like you know just kind of climb out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can follow after him. So. And then I I want to say uh, to Leroy. Turn it off. Like, turn them back. Put them back to sleep. Put put them back to sleep now. Okay, okay. So you yell that out to Leroy. So we'll see what he kind of reacts on his next turn. So, uh, little Jimmy, zombie little Jimmy, gonna try to take another chunk out of my, uh, out of Fraggle, out of Frazzle's Fraggle right now. Succeeds. Alright, another four instances of damage. Frazzle, Fraggle is not looking good. Zombie Joey Larson, let's see how fast he can move. Zombies cannot move quick at all. But he has a move of six, so... Uh... So he is gonna move to the window. Did you hop Did you, like, open this window, Dan, and kind of step out? Yep. Uh, sure. Okay, so he's gonna get to the window, and your movement is seven, right? Yeah. He doesn't get outside the window. He gets to the window, and you see his arms kind of like doing like the classic zombie like maneuver, right? So, ah. Uh, Does he get to the wall? Yeah. Well, he doesn't get out the window, but he's like at the window. Is the sweat dripping down? Oh, ski ski motherfucker! Anyway, I'm gonna say. So he dove for cover. I'm not sure exactly how this works, but he's not supposed to be able to have an attack. And I think fighting maneuvers, typically, how you resolve them is is you're supposed to use another fighting maneuver to kind of get out of them. So let me kind of look up to see, since Leroy is pinned, how he can break out of a fighting maneuver. So I'm going disadvantage. Oh, okay, okay. How it works is to 
To escape from a pin, hold grapple. The target needs to make their own fighting maneuver on a subsequent round. So he can't break out of it. So yes, thank you. So he can't break out of it because he is he he doesn't have an attack this round because he dove for cover. Um, I will say though, a successful fighting maneuver can put the target at an ongoing disadvantage, e.g., pinned or held, resulting either in a penalty or bonus die against the target on sus- sub. I can say it. Subsequent. Subsequent uh, attacks. So. Um, I'm gonna say right now, if you're trying to shoot at him, you're gonna get a a penalty die because Butcher's on top of him. But if you're meleeing him, you get a a bonus die for trying to do that. But he he can't get out of it because he sacrificed his his attack by diving for cover, so he's stuck there. Leroy can't do anything this round. Irene, it is your turn. I open the door. Is it a push door or a pull door? The pull door. And you see in front of you, Fraggle, like, beating the zombie with the butt of his gun. Um, while this zombie is just, like, eating at him. So, you're gonna have to make a sanity roll for me. Everything. You saw Mr. Fayette earlier, so you you have the, the lower chance of going insane. Zero for one four. Or one d4. That's cool. That's... And you can't lose any more sanity than the eight in total. Hey, you're fine. No, no, no Sandy loss. So what do you do? Is it possible? Do I see anything? Can I see anything else in the room or am I just like? Yeah, you see Archie the boss Bonato just bleeding out on the ground. And you see this other zombie like clawing at outside the window and this window broken, but only probably Dan like on top, like uh, uh, above them and such. So. I say, God damn it, and slam the door again, and run back outside. Alright, alright. Leo? Leo. Leo sees all of this. And he's gonna come over here. And so he's being held down, right? Yes. Can I opt to do non-lethal damage? You know, I'm not sure. Yes. All right. Well, yes, I crack you can. his skull. I crack his skull. Yes, I I'm think it is written that you can't do it with like guns, but you can do it with melee weapons. You can do that. Yes. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pistol whip him. Do it. Uh, he can't fight back. Or well, I guess he can dodge. Yes, he can dodge. So he'll try to dodge. He has a he has a he has a negative. He has a penalty die, but he does get to dodge. Yes. Sweet. All right. So die, die. Um. He got a fail. Oh, awesome. So and that's fighting brawl, right? Yes. Ah, just a hard success, not an extreme success. Still, uh, you you succeed, and then so I don't really just brawl, just a brawl. Yes. Okay. And then so this is gonna be a D three plus a D four. So I'm just gonna do a D six and divide it by two. That's three damage. 
from a D4. Oh, that's that's gonna be seven damage. Oh, he knocked him out. Oh, let's see here. No, he doesn't have to make like Chris Tucker and Friday and be like, "You just got knocked the out." Uh, he did. Uh, he has lost a lot of health, but he did not have to make a Constitution roll, and he is not knocked out. God. All right. Well, I hate him. <laughs> We're up with Marvin. Um, I mean, I run up that way, but to like try to block Leroy. But it looks like I look down, and it looks like he's uh getting pretty ganged up on. So I think we're good. I don't think he's going to be yeah. appreciated. Yeah, you just see everybody just like piling on top of him, yeah. beating the crap out of him. Yeah, it's like part it's like the the scene in JoJo's part 5 where all the Dobros start kicking that guy on the ground. Yes, it's yeah. that. It's yeah. that. It's like the wine. Like yeah, he's getting he's getting like Uh Fraggle gonna do another another melee attack to try to fight off this zombie. Uh, actually fails that time. So he do he does not succeed. Uh Butcher, you're pinning you're pinning uh uh Leroy down. Um so do you want to continue to do that? Yeah. yeah, so what happened in all of this? Is he still holding the the trumpet or yeah, I like to think it's in his like one of his hands and he's like being like pinned down trying to get up, but he can't. Um, am I, so both, both myself and Dan are pinning him. Y yes. Correct? Yeah. Okay, so I, I think that's what Dan was doing too, right? I'm pretty sure. Cool. Okay, let's do that. Um, so, so I'm gonna try and just pry it out of his hands. Mm -hmm. Um, since both of us are pinning, I feel like we can do that without risk of him getting loose. Yeah, fighting maneuver. Just the same as before. He is gonna try to dodge. Oh wait, yes, because he is this turn. Wait a second. He sacrificed his next attack. So he should be okay. Yeah, he should he's okay. So he can because he already you already pinned him once where he couldn't fight back. Does that give us an advantage here because he's pinned? He is pinned, yeah. Get, get uh, uh, grab a bonus die. Bonus die, cause uh, he did succeed his dodge roll. Have to get a better Yeah, have to get that as uh, a regular success. Okay, so he he dodged out of the way. You had to get a hard or better yeah. to do it. So he he yeah. you like reach for his hand and he like moves it over real quick. So slippery, little guy. All right, Dan, are you going to continue to to pin him down, or how's how's this working? Did he did he say anything about like if he was gonna? Oh, sorry, I should have responded as him. So, uh, he responds to you. He's just like, I'm. I I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. Didn't know. Not giving up the holy mo. Um. Yeah. His patience is waning. Did we secure the horn yet? No. Nope. Uh, and Christian just tried. Yeah, Christian Butcher just tried to grab it out of his hands, and he's like, "Nah." So he's not. Thanks. 
hits. I'm gonna try to like wrestle it out of his hands. Dude, oh, I could chop his hand off. Just letting you know. Just letting you know. You can do that. Nobody will be pinning him anymore. Christian Sprint has spent his fighting maneuver to try to. You know, I'll keep keep pinning. I'll keep pinning him then. And, okay. Um. Um. I don't know. I mean, you what can I really do? If I, no, if I, it's okay. Yeah, that's okay. You're holding him down while everybody else is kind of like doing stuff and trying to get the horn. Yeah. It's got that dude's name on it. I'm using the Dan. I'm using the Dan Wanamaker special move maneuver. Um, <laughs> I just run them. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a large man, and that usually yeah. works. So. Perfect. Uh, little zombie Jimmy. Uh, take another bite of Fraggle. Take another bite. And uh, this time, uh, Fraggle, Fraggle don't make it. <laughs> Fraggle, Fraggle gets cut down in the line of zombie protection duty. Oh, Fraggle! Uh, and then Zombie Joey Larson crawls out that window, and he's coming straight for Dan. <laughs> oh, Are you fighting back or dodging, Dan? I'll probably fight. No, uh, I gotta unpin him no matter what happens, right? Right? Like, can I turn him around? What I'm wondering is, like, if does does my relationship to me pinning him change whether I decide to fight back or dodge? No, I like to think of it as, like, you're, like, holding down Leroy, and, like, as the zombie's, like, coming down, if you succeed on fighting back, you just, like, slap him. Or if you're trying to dodge, you just kind of, like, duck real quick or something. So. Okay, yeah, I'll fight back. Just sit backwards on top so of it. If you fight back, you have to get a success level higher than what the zombie would for his 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 um, his fighting. I trust my fighting more than I trust... My uh, what? Your dodge. Yeah. Yeah. All right. One more. No, you're good. I like literally was trying to type, and it like kept like. Yeah. Bring up like weird tabs. <laughs> That's Did an extreme you? success. So here's the thing, Dan. Oh yeah. He failed. So you definitely get that off. Uh, what is your normal weapon? Just do, like, I'm guessing, are you using, like, uh, do you have, is this just, like, a punch, like, an unarmed attack type deal? Yeah, I mean, my normal weapon is a firearm, so, um, I probably would just punch him. If you, if you have your gun in your hand and you slap him, it would be considered a small club. Yeah, I could do that. I'll do that. So that's 1d6 plus your damage bonus. Um... But since blunt damage deal maximum damage plus uh plus uh deal maximum damage plus maximum damage bonus uh th when you get extreme damage uh, or extreme success blunt weapons deal their maximum damage plus maximum damage bonus so whatever y y it would be just a 
six plus your damage bonus, which do you have a damage bonus based on your size? Four. So you do six plus four, so you do ten, ten damage. Yeah. Ooh, that's a lot of damage. Wow, that's a very impressive amount of damage to love. Yeah. Yeah. It you so the zombie is still up, but you like you like block him. He does like maybe like uh he his head like snaps back like in the exorcist, but then he just like like fixes it, like snaps it back and everything. But clearly like Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alright. Uh now it's Leroy's turn. So this is Leroy's first turn. Since he died for cover, uh, since after he died for cover and sacrificed his 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 attack, so he can use his fighting um, he can use his uh fighting maneuver to get to try to break out of the pen or hold. So he is going to attempt to do that. And typically, how this works is, Dan, you can dodge or fight back against this, I guess. Um. Uh, Okay, cool. So he is gonna, yeah. So he's gonna try to break out of it. Ooh, I fail. Okay. Do I get advantage? No. Right. Because he's trying to break out of it. However, he also failed. So nobody wins in this scenario. Because uh, I don't, I think it only works if you actually succeed. So since he failed, I don't think anything happens. So if you're fighting back, you need to achieve a higher level of success than your attacker. Yeah, I don't think anything happens if they both fail. So nothing happens. He stays as he is. Um, and now it's Le or Irene's turn. Uh, Irene starts running because she sees. Marvin right here. Yep. What the hell is happening? She says as she comes around the corner. And, and then witnesses. She, yeah. She sees all of this going on. Mm-hmm. Um, do I have any more movement? Uh, let's see. Where did you start? Like, right here? You can probably make it, essentially, since you're really speedy, you can make it to probably right here. Like here, right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I yell at my compadres. Ask him how to reverse the zombie thing. I'm guessing that's my turn. Yeah. And I ready my machete. Cool, cool, perfect. All right, so, Leo, it's your turn. Leroy's still pinned down, but if you, like you were saying before, if you're going to choose to shoot him, the neg the penalty die you would get from uh, him being pinned down would be counteracted by you being in point-blank range, so. Uh, <clears throat> all right, Leo is going to do, can I do this? Can I be like... Reverse it or I end you. 
cock back and put the gun right to his head. And wait yeah, yeah. Until he's gonna pick it. Uh, he's he able to count. anything other than say yes. Boom. I I can't. I can't. I can't, I, I I just found out that this would happen. I didn't know. Wrong answer. What does he mean? I didn't know. This is his third time doing it. That's uh, that's a success. All right. Uh, he's he's gonna try to dodge, I guess. But he gets a penalty die because he's pinned. Yeah, he got ninety, so he failed. All right. <laughs> All right. So that's uh, that's ten damage. Right to his brain. Yeah, I think he's dead. Uh, success. I think technically he's bleeding out because you don't instantly die. Let's see here. Okay, okay. Uh, character takes damage uh, of greater than equal to half their hit points. They make the con save. Let's see here. Suffer If character suffers points of damage greater than or equal to their maximum, they in a single blow, they die instantly. If, note, if a character is reduced to zero hit points but has not suffered a major wound, which he hasn't, they will not die. Death is only a possibility if a major wound has also been suffered. Uh, so he is technically... Knocked out. Unless you want oh, that I to be, I, you can have that lethal damage. So is that lethal damage you're doing? Huh? Are you trying to kill him? Oh, he just he fell down. I shot him and fell down. I have no real reason to be not dead. Okay, also, cool. That was my last bullet from that gun. <laughs> nice. So Leo shoots um Libri and he stops moving. Marvin. It's your turn. Um, I'm gonna argue you can't see the zombie yet because it's behind Dan. Okay. Yeah, I was kind also, of there's that door right here as well. Yeah. You have to go up and around the door. Oh, uh, I go up and around the door. Yep. Um. They don't have the situation under control, right? There's a there's a zombie chewing Dan's back right now. I mean, I, I'll run it. Not as into. I'll get as close as I can get, but not close enough to do anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, Archie's bleeding out. Fraggle is dead. Butcher! Uh, Leroy has stopped moving beneath you. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so the butcher sees that the resistance after a shot, all of a sudden he kind of just lays lifeless, um, not creating any resistance at all. Um, I hear the zombie behind us. Yes, behind the end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Should I Should I deal with the zombie or grab the horn? Um, beat the zombie with the horn. Oh, there we go. There we go. Um, I'm gonna grab the horn. Yep. Uh, from his hand. Anything happen? 
No, no, you can do that. That's that's okay. easy. You pick up the horn, okay. and it's in your hand. Okay, i just making sure nothing happens there. No, nope. Nothing seems to happen. <laughs> so if I start playing it... Ah! <laughs> um, and I'm going to turn around, and yeah, I'm going to attack the zombie here behind us if I can still. Do it! Make that roll. The zombies do not dodge, but he will try to fight back. Guess if I have that horn in my hand, uh, I have a butcher knife. So sh should we just say like I'm attacking with that in my other hand? Whatever you want to use. If you want to use the knife or I don't have stats for like what the horn would Call be. Call it like a small club. Yeah, small club. So one d six plus damage bonus, and it's like a your knife is not like a da it's not like a dagger. It's like a cleaver, yeah. right? Yeah. I I consider that a machete. So yeah. One d eight. 1d8. Yeah. Yeah. So we're attacking with the horn, you know. Oh, not your, uh... Yeah, no, screw it. Your but we're gonna, butcher knife? We're, we're doing... Uh, we're, I, I have the butcher knife staff. I know that. I was talking about the horn. Oops. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just, uh, just thematically, it seems right. Sure, go for it. <laughs> um... The zombie failed his fighting back. Oh, my. Yeah, I failed my attack. Still, nothing happens, but that's okay. Yeah, with it's Fair now enough. Dan's turn. You also feel that Leroy has gone limp after filled with uh, a lead sandwich. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bop the zombie, I guess. All right, do it. What are you hitting him with? Just like your fists? Or no, with your gun. Uh, your gun. The gun. Pistol whip. Whip. Okay, so that fails. Uh, and... The zombie got an extreme success to fight back. Oh, oh. Sick. Sick. Uh, so, for blunt weapons, they deal their maximum damage plus their damage bonus. So, that's that's a D three plus a D four. So that's seven damage to you. Sweet. So I'm at I'm at three health. I lost more than half of my health. So I'm unconscious, right? Make a con roll to see if you stay conscious. Um, yeah. Let me get that up. So let's see here. Uh. My it, you have a major wound. That was a an extreme success in the con save. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Good stuff. So I have a major wound? Yes, you have a major wound. If a character with a major wound falls to zero hit points, they are then they are close to dying. They must make a successful con roll at the end of the following round and every round thereafter or die. Only the successful use of first aid skill can alleviate the dying condition through the stabilizing of a character. So, My, we'll worry about that when you drop to zero HP, but you're okay. Am I able to, um... Sorry, am I able, like, to move at all still? Yeah, yeah, you can move however you want to do. If you want to move out of the way of the zombie, you definitely can. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, uh, guys, can you... Yeah. A little help. A little help. 
oh, oh, that'd be great. And then just like kind of like, <laughs> just kind of like move away. <laughs> and then that, yeah, that's my turn. So. All right. Zombie little Jimmy is going to move. He, he hears some scuffling, so he's going to move probably this way. But he can't make it to you guys yet, so that's all he does. However, Zombie Joey Larson just rambles forward and probably goes after Butcher because he's had a taste of Butcher before and he wants another bite. So, <laughs> so Butcher, you may dodge or fight back. All right, I'm fighting back. Okay. Um, so that is exactly half of my fighting skill. Brawl skill. Okay, great. Uh, that's a hard success then. And the zombie failed, so you get to do damage back. So roll your damage. Yeah. I get to Maybe that was the fastest <laughs> Um, sorry, so that would just be my brawl damage. Yep. Meat man. So, well, well, you, you, you can still equip your weapon. You can still do your weapon damage. Oh. Okay, because I have Brawl, but then I have my... Okay, so I wasn't sure specifically for fighting back if it you could use your weapon there. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, you want to fight back with your trumpet? Um, yeah, you fight back with the trumpet? You can do the, the small club club damage. What is that? 1d6 plus damage bonus. Or you can use your cleaver. Yep. Which is um, d8. That's yeah, d8. Not a big difference either. Yeah. Okay. Uh, four damage. Four damage to the zombie. He's still up. Hey, it's... Is your damage bonus a D four? Is your damage bonus yeah. two, three, four? Mine's a D four. So how? I guess, like, do you always roll for your damage bonus every turn? My damage bonus is zero, so I guess I just don't understand. Yeah, it's just because your your size doesn't give you any bonus, Ash. But basically, if you were a a negative one build size, you'd have minus one to your to your attack. Whereas if you're minus two build size, you might have minus two to attack. But every bigger build, like a one build, it gets one d four of damage bonus. Whereas a size yeah. 2 build gets a 1d6 of damage. So yeah, Christian's doing it right. Basically, it's like, if you have a smaller size, it, it minuses your attack, but if you have a bigger size, it gets you an extra die. So. Gotcha. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, But with that, uh, Leroy's down. Irene! Irene! Irene rushes over to Dan because he clearly looks horrible uh, and she's like buddy buddy you do ad copy you don't fight zombies <laughs> and then she is going to attempt a first aid check on Dan great successful first aid can heal one hit point that's good should I wait and can I do first aid on him if he, like, passes out? Yeah. Well, you can do it now. How first aid, how healing kind of works is that first aid does win 1 HP of health. Medicine grants 1d3 of health. Uh, it just takes an hour in appropriate equipment and supplies. Um, you And you can't use it again until you take damage again. 
So I, it is good okay. to apply first aid. Yes. I have a Great. question. Does it also negate the major wound status? Uh, first aid, let's see here. Uh, characters with a major wound must make a healing roll at the end of each week. If successful, they regain 1d3 uh, hit points or 2d3 hit points for extreme success. The major wound condition is removed if either an extreme success is rolled or the current hit points are healed to half their maximum value or greater. So uh, it, it actually okay. takes weeks to get rid of a major wound. So my character's not going to be all right for a while. Nope. Correct. I have a regular success for that, so I imagine that I um, kind of uh, rip the hem of my skirt and apply pressure to the wound on, on Dan's back um, mm -hmm. and maybe use the strap of my purse to to create like a to hold it there in place as like an impromptu bandage to help stop the wound or the nice. bleeding. Nice. Perfect. So Dan, you get that HP back. Oh yeah, sweet, sweet one HP. Hey. Saved me one week of healing. One HP is kind of big in this game. Yeah. <laughs> it's huge. No, thank you. No, thank you. That's sorry. Use one I'm... week healing on you. Oh, it, like it, it's actually huge. Like thinking about it, like it sounds small at first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, I, I, yeah. I mean, when you only got thirteen hit points, like that's that's big. Everyone counts a little bit. <laughs> All right. It's Leo, right? It is Leo's turn. Now, you mentioned that your guns are empty, so we can kind of go over a reason. Oh, okay. All right. I, we'll I cover have, next time. Hopefully, hopefully, I didn't check. So, we'll see. <laughs> um, But I have, what's his name's 45? And I, I don't know if we talked about if that was a revolver or not. It is. Long 45 revolver. Long barreled 45. I can look that up real quick if you like. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't see long barreled 45 on here. I see the 45 revolver and the 45 automatic. Interesting. Uh, It's a revolver. So do 45 revolver. That should be fine. Okay. Not a big difference. Actually, there's almost no difference in stats. Um. So, yeah. Leo is going to um, point blank range. And he is, that, I believe that gives him a advantage attack. Yes, correct. He's going to first attack, second attack. First attack is going to be a, oh, just a regular success. Um, and that'll be seven damage. Mm-hmm. Um, he is also going to just, he's gonna, he's gonna let it go again. All right, shoot him. Now, is this, is it still just like, is it, is it also, because it's the second attack, but I had advantage on the first one, so it's, it's just a regular attack, right? Uh, yes, you still have advantage, but because it's a, a second bullet, it's, you get a penalty die, so yeah, just roll once. Okay, so, miss that shot. And we're going third shot, which will also be just made regular style, right? No, no disadvantage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ooh, ooh, and that's a great success. That's a that's a hard success. Oh yeah. I don't know what kind of damage bonuses I get from that. Nothing from hard. Just uh, it, it's uh, only extreme. extreme. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, then another four damage. Oh, 
and I don't know. I'm guessing I have three bullets left in the chamber now, or uh, in the in the. Correct. Yes. All right. Cool. The zombie of Joey Larson is still barely standing. He looks at you, bullets ridden through his face and arms barely kept. You hear him um, just moan out, just like, yeah. Uh, Martin. Uh, I think you can see the zombie. Take him out. Yeah, probably by now. So go ahead and make that sanity roll. Uh, oh. oh, I need to do one too. Perfect, you're fine. Oh yeah, definitely do that real quickly. Oh. I'm okay. Okay, cool. All right. So what are you doing, Marvin? Um. I try and drag Leroy away from the zombie. Leroy's unconscious right now. Yep, you can do that. Just go ahead. We'll say you, like, go over and you bring him over to where you are right now. Does that sound okay? Yeah. Did someone cool. already grab the trumpet off of him? Uh, it is in Butcher's hands. He is bullshitting this. Butcher's trying to the zombie to death with the trumpet. Alright. While I'm, while I'm dragging, can I look across and look into the room to see what's going on in there? Uh, in here? Yeah. Yeah, you see a zombie coming coming up to the window. Okay, I warned Butcher that he's about to get attacked from behind by another zombie. What a great day this is. And speaking of Butcher, it's your turn. <laughs> Alright, um... Yeah, but, I mean, Butcher is going to, um, once again try and wail on this zombie here. Yeah, do it. He's gonna fight I back. Mean, I'll... I'll try. I'd recommend moving the zombie. Damn it! But, uh... <laughs> Alright. Does the zombie fight back? He did, and he got a regular success. Okay. So... How much, uh... He only did How two much? damage. Huh. <laughs> We're still fine. He, like, got a bit of your arm, he, like, latched onto your arm for a bit, and then ripped, you got it away. Um, so with that, yeah, with, when that happens, I kind of just, like, and with what Marvin said, I kind of just, like, fall back a little. So, yeah. like, kind of try and breathe through for formation here. Yeah. Um, away from the window. Perfect. Dan, you have recovered one health, and it's your turn. Um... Yeah, let's shoot, shoot a zombie. All right, All right. shoot him. Yes. Uh, that's pretty nice. Is that a is that a extreme success? Yeah, it is. I was just rolling. See, but yeah, that's a that's an extreme success. Um. So that's his max damage, right? Uh, yes, sure does. Yeah, so that's one. one uh, another, I think, uh, a bullet. So it does, uh, 1d10 plus 10 of damage. If you, uh, what's your dice? Is it 1d10? Yeah, it's 1d10. Yep, so 1d10 plus 10. My yeah. God, this zombie's super dead. So Dan, how do you kill this guy? Like, 
He was barely standing up. This is the same. You saw Joey Larson shoot Pete Minusco back in Smalls Paradise forever ago. Started you on this harrowing journey. And now, now you finally sink the last bullet in to end his reanimated life. So how does this go? Yeah, I just, uh, I, I'm trying to think of like a catching one-liner. I walk up to him. I put the bullet, like the gun right to his head. And I'm like, let's go to sleep, Joey. Boom. And he, and he falls backwards down in slumps forever, forever dead again. All right. So Joey's done, but little Jimmy Foster makes it to the window and he's right there next to you, Dan. Uh, well, unless did you want to, you can stay back to where you were if you want to stay back a bit from the action. Yeah. Okay. So if that's the case, he will, uh, the zombie will stumble out. And attack uh, uh, Leo. So Leo, he's gonna make a attack against you. You can fight back or dodge. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna dodge. Okay. Nice. I dodge. Great. He uh, also failed, so he definitely did not hit you. So sweet. Uh, Irene. Light him up, Irene. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna attack him with my machete. Alright, do it! Alright. He's gonna we'll fight see. back. We'll see what happens. I'm nervous. I have faith in you, Irene. I fail. He's can, I push, can I push these things? I don't think you can push in combat. Let me look. That's fine. I will. Uh, no, can't push combat rolls. You can spend luck, apparently, just not on damage rolls. That's a lot of luck I'd need to spend, y'all. Okay. <laughs> so he succeeds, so he does damage to you. Uh -huh. So he does five uh, damage to ya as he take he bites into ya and takes a, a meaty chunk out. That's exactly half of my hit points. Ooh, make a constitution roll to see if you stay conscious and you suffer a major wound. I succeed on my con roll. Okay, that's good. Did you just barely succeed on your con roll? Do you, you have 50? <laughs> Yeah, I have 60 in con. Oh, oh fine. Irene, kind of beefy. Yeah. And it's Leo's turn. Leo unloads the rest of his, his, his revolver shots. Yep. So first one made with advantage. Uh, he hits. Uh, he hits on that. Oh, thank God I got the 42. Um. First shot. All right. Eight damage. Next one. Regular styles. Ooh, that's a... Oh, well, nothing special for hard successes. But still... Another five. And... Misses, but not fumbles on that. Great. And that's out of bullets. Okay. So, yes, go ahead. Oh uh, yeah. Um. All right. That's it. Yeah. That's that's really all I can do. Cool. 
So, uh, basically, now that you're out of bullets with both guns, you can spend your next turn to reload one of your guns, spending the entire, uh, like, action you would to do that. Or you can do a uh, running gun, I think is what they call it, where basically you can suffer a penalty die to be able to load one bullet real quick and shoot off that one bullet. Okay. Can I, you can... Can I scream, um, oh, fall back? Get back to the get back to my car. Alright. And are you gonna move as well? Did you want to start moving away? Um yeah, I'm gonna start moving. I don't know how far I can get. Tell me tell me when I can stop. Uh you can move to how what's your movement speed? Seven? Or eight. My movement speed is nine. I'm fast. Oh shoot. Then yeah, you can make it around this corner. Because I think that's what I was saying, like Irene could like cover like half this the distance of the building. So uh, Marvin. Um, I'm gonna keep dragging. Okay, you can drag him to, like, the door. You'll have to move him. I got it. What's <laughs> your... Is he alive, or is he just unconscious? Uh... Uh, uh, I mean, do you want in-game knowledge or your knowledge? Does he have a pulse rate? He does have a pulse. Okay. Uh, it's, yeah. Yeah, so Butcher is going to um, attack this zombie here. Okay. With the, with the horn once more. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I am assuming I can, like, squeeze, or, like, go around them here. Yeah, you definitely can. Surround. So make that hit. My god. No! Stop attacking with the trumpet. What well, doesn't matter? I'm just rolling way too high for anything. Are you gonna stay there, or are you gonna start running away? <laughs> well, does the zombie... Uh, what does the zombie do here? Uh, oh, that's right. I guess he can fight back. Or he, not. He failed, too. Okay. <laughs> um. Fall back. Okay. I'll, I'll fall back once more, probably, like. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I have, like, seven moves, so. Dan? Um, I'm gonna just take a quick step. To like get in firing, like point blank firing range. Um, I've got two shots left. Pew pew. Maybe Dan can end it out. Okay, so the first one hits. Cool. So it's 11 damage. And then I fire the second shot. That one does not hit. Okay. So you... Yeah. You sink in the bullets, and the, the zombies still don't seem very much phased by like, being shot and such like that, but you still are sinking in some damage and everything. Um, so he's, he's still standing, and he's still standing tall, but you sink in some damage. And now I run the fuck away. Alright. You can get to where Butcher is. Yeah. Alright. Little zombie Jimmy. 
Yeah, he everybody left Irene, so he's gonna he's gonna bite you. But Irene, you can dodge or you can fight back. Oh, we're dodging. Good. Good. He got a normal success. I have a normal success as well. You oh, he that's, does not, not... that's not a, a great success or a hard success for you? No. How do I have a higher dodge than you? Because I think you it's have points into dodge too. I just kept I think it. You can put points into dodge. You put points into. Oh, you can put points into dodge. It's it's half your dex and then you can play it separately. Yeah. Can I spend I, I put, blocks? I don't know. Uh. Well, right now, you wouldn't take damage. You both got a success. Oh. Yeah, we yeah, dodge. Exactly. Dodge, if you make as the same level of success as the attacker, it doesn't hit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So fighting back right. is like, they try to deal damage to you, and and you can't deal damage back. But then, like, uh, uh, and that's why it's harder, because it's basically turning their attack into yours. But dodging is basically just being like, if you meet whatever they have, you're like, uh-uh, I dodged out of the way. So, cool. uh, and with that, it is Irene's turn. I ran away. <laughs> yep, you can get to where, like, Leo is, definitely. I yell, screw you to these guys for leaving me. <laughs> And then I leave them. Uh, we, we, that's fine. That's fair. I healed you and y'all ditched me. Yeah. I mean, Butcher did it first. <laughs> Dan, what does this say about our friendship? You're playing it yourself. Fuck, right? You suffered a major wound. There's a zombie right next to you. What do you want from me here, okay? It just seemed like the thing to do. And honestly, I thought that guy was dead. I thought the guy in the third order was dead. And I, I, in my mind, I was like, oh, no, it'll be Ashley before it becomes the zombie again. And then she can run away. And then it was like, all right, it's the zombie's turn. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Wait, I just hear excuses. All right. You remember you parked the car down here. So as long as you get down here, you'll be able to kind of like hop in the car and go. So are you running down there? Really let a zombie you know, loose. Uh, so my turn. Yeah, Leo is gonna toss his keys to Irene and go go to the trunk and get my rifle, and then he's gonna spend this turn reloading his auto forty-five. Perfect. You do so, Marvin. Are you going to continue to drag Leroy? Yeah, I'm going to keep dragging Leroy to Leo's car. Alright. You can get, like, to this, like, first garage door right here. Choop. There we go. Butcher! Yeah, I'm, I'm running. <laughs> um, I'm just going to go set the speed from here. Can I get around here?
What do we do with the guy? Who? You know, this Leroy fella. What do we do with him? Leroy and Leo Pulse. I work, I'm keeping him because I need to, we need to figure out where he got this goddamn trumpet. You know, we uh, we could just tie up some bricks, you know, to his feet, throw them in the water. And how does that tell us where the trumpet came from? Well, I mean, he's about dead anyway, isn't he? He's still alive. Dan, it's your turn. <laughs> I'm going to uh, go like there and um, reload. Reload. All right, you do so. Zombie moves, but he is the slowest out of all of you all, so he he gets to like right here. <laughs> Irene. Yeah. So I take um take the keys that Leo gave me, and where is Leo's car? Is it it's down here? There? Yeah. Can I? How far can I get to it? You you can get to it this turn for sure. Okay, I get in the car. Perfect. You and you start it up. We'll say and that's I what start it. We'll say that's all you can do this turn for right now. But but you get in the car and you start it up. So <laughs> that's it. She just received a major wound. All right. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's chaotic. It's chaos. He hears it start up, and he's like, all right. <laughs> Hopefully she doesn't ditch us. She's not going to leave Leo. All right. Leo, you've reloaded your gun. <clears throat> Leo's going to take a step around here, and he is going to take this turn to aim. I think I have to take a turn to aim. You do, yeah. But that means you get plus 50 to your initiative and a bonus die to your next attack. Well, to your next firearm attack. So, yep. Cool. You're going to aim. Marvin, you're going to continue dragging Leo or Leroy to, to yep. uh, the car. We'll say you got you guys can make it right there. All right, uh, butcher. Um. So. I'm gonna try and catch up with these guys. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as I can get here. Um. Uh, I'm gonna keep an eye on this this unconscious fellow. I don't I don't trust him. <laughs> In fact, I'd like to keep the knife at his throat. Yeah, absolutely. And Dan. I'm also going to aim. Okay, you both aim. The zombie moves a little bit closer, but can't get to you guys. He gets to about right there. And we start the turn. It's actually Leo first, and then Dan. 
who have been aiming their guns at the zombie. So, Leo, why don't you go first on your turn? All right. Um, I am going to take my shot. Boom! Boom. Boom. Um, and first one hits. Oh, nice. So that's 11 damage. And do I get the bonus? It's just a normal attack now because, yeah, it just kind of negates the. Mm hmm. Okay. That one also hits. Oh, hey, just to let you know, uh, aiming. When you take a round to aim, uh, it, you lose the advantage if it does damage or if you move while aiming. So I think it only uh, affects your first shot that deals damage. Oh, you the bonus yeah. Yes, exactly. Ah, wow, I still hit. Cool, perfect. Uh, this would be five. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to shoot one more time. Oh, oh. That's a, that is, that is a, that is a, actually, I meet the nine is exactly what I needed to get the extreme success. Oh, right. So that's going to be 12 plus another two. Oh! So that is uh, 14 damage on the on, on the attack. Perfect. Are you going to move as well? Um, yeah, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to tap down. I'm like, shoot and fall back. Let him come to us. And I'm going to take cover. If I can get behind this car, it takes cover. Absolutely. Damn, you're up. So I also started blasting. Stand um, so, yeah. So that's five damage. Mm-hmm. And then, what, I roll again, and I have disadvantage this time? Yes, mm -hmm. correct. Because we're not in point-blank range. Well, no matter what, it's not going to hit, but... Okay. Oi, hi, ha, ha, ha. You got one shot. Yeah, you got one. And then I'm going to go, like, there to, like, mm -hmm. kind of confuse the zombie. You know. Perfect. Yeah, divide them up. Cool. Irene, it is your turn. So you have started the car. You should have access to be able to drive the car. Uh, I can make it a little bit bigger to make it more realistic. But um, can I uh, I back that shit up? Yep. <laughs> right up, right up <laughs> past Leroy. Yeah. Like sort of in the middle. There we go. Okay. There we go. Back that shit up. Um, yell out the window. Leo, you still need your gun? Yes, please. So I get out, pop the trunk, grab the rifle. All right, perfect. How Can I run to Leo? Yeah, you can run to Well, you did drive the car. I'm going to say you, you're able to get out the gun, but you probably can't run all the way to Leo just yet. Okay. I leave the car running. Yeah, Butcher takes the gun uh, because uh, Irene has a major wound. Uh, 
<laughs> Marvin! You, uh, you wanna drag Leroy into the car? Just load Leroy into the back of the car. Okay, you do so. Butcher! Can you take the rifle from Irene? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll take the rifle. Irene, uh, do you give it willingly, or...? Yeah. Uh, somebody needs to keep a gun pointed at this guy. Oh, Leo needs that. Can you run it to him? Yeah, I can take... I can take the rifle. I got it. Okay. I let but, go. But Leroy... I know you got a pistol. Irene, you should keep it trained on this Leroy boy. He looks dead. Not dead, just unconscious. Not dead yet. And we know what happens to people we, you know, we think are dead. They come back alive. He's the one who does that, though. Ah. Just saying. Let's just be safe here. You have to trust it. Yeah, how are you holding that? You have a rifle in one hand and the trumpet. Do you have like yeah. a holster for your knives? Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I don't, honestly don't know if if what surely have like something they they can hook. I mean, the, the, yeah. I don't know what they use though. The rifle has a strap too. The, the rifle should have a strap. I mean, oh yeah, that's true. That's that's fair. But it's it's a it's a common it's 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 a military issue weapon. So, Butcher, you probably can't make it to where you can see the zombie, but you can probably make it to where, like, Dan is, and, like, or on the other side of him on this side of the car. And if you want to spend your turn aiming, you can do that. Uh, I guess, I mean, I can aim. If I can't get to him, I can't give him the weapon, so. True. Um... Yeah, so, so how far do you say I can move? Where Dan is, like, right at that line. Okay. Like, yeah, uh, I'll, you, I'll, you... yeah sure, I'll, I'll, I'll aim in for my action. Okay, so you're kind of, like, aiming through the car, so it might be a little bit difficult to make a shot through there, but you can still aim through it, so. Okay. All right, yeah. Dan. Oh, wait, no, sorry, you went first. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All right, zombie moves. He rounds the corner, but that's as far as he can get. And since uh, Butcher was aiming, uh, he gets to go first, because he gets 50 plus his initiative, which would put him at 100. So, if you want to take the shot with the rifle, or if you want to run it to... Um, I guess you can run it to... Uh, to um, Leo, if you want to do that. Sorry, did Leo say he was out of bullets? He reloaded. Okay. Um. Right. No, that makes sense. He took like three shots and is out on both weapons. Um. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so I guess if I'm shooting through here, I would just have no advantage from aiming in because I'm shooting through the car. Yeah, you'd get a penalty die from trying to shoot through it, so I'd say it'd just negate out that first shot. Okay, yeah. Christian, I'm really upset that you used the one 
the, the, the gun that only held one bullet to not give it to the guy with the 75 skill. <laughs> I could get it! That was a really bad... <laughs> not a good call. <laughs> so, so, um, I'm guessing that did not hit, correct? No! Okay, alright. <laughs> okay, well... It's Irene's turn. Uh, Irene, you you handed the rifle off to to Butcher. He ran around the wrong side the side of the car, took a shot at the zombie. It did not hit. I get my derringer out of my little purse, and I sit back in the driver's seat. And okay. I, and I say, "Please hurry up." <laughs> Leo. Leo looks at Blevins. He goes, you worthless piece of shit. And then he lets go at the zombie again. Alright, shoot. Let's drive here. <laughs> hey! Alright, that's, well, that's, that's a hard success. Not a not a great success. Unless I can spend luck. Uh, you can spend luck. We actually... Enough. We determined that was. Luck, I'm going to spend one point of luck to push this into a uh, extreme success. Okay, you do so. That's awesome. And so that'll be another twelve points of damage plus another eight points of damage. So oh. that's twenty. He's still <laughs> standing. Do you want to take another shot? Hell yeah. <laughs> what is the zombie made of? something Evil. we're missing here. Alright, missed that one, and then third shot. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, so, well, that would have been disadvantage. There's disadvantage. Alright, no fumble, thank god. And then third shot. Ah! Miss. So miss on the other two shots? Yeah. Okay, no worries. Marvin, you have loaded Leroy into the car. What are you doing now? Um... Wait, real quick, real quick. Leo, did you want to move back? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Leo's going to move back to right here. Put some good distance between him and the zombie. Is is Leroy, like, bleeding out? Or... No, he didn't suffer a major wound. He just went to zero HP. So he's just unconscious. So if anybody succeed, successfully performs first aid, he will wake up. Okay. Is he going to die? Any, is no. he at, like, risk of death? You can only die if you've suffered a major wound. Okay. Oh, yeah, he hasn't actually suffered a major wound. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's not he's not at risk of dying. I don't need to do any first aid on him or anything like that. Nope. And just to let you guys know, because you're probably not going to make it over there, Archie the Boss Bonato bled out on the second round of combat, so that makes sense. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet. But anyways, Marvin, what are you doing? Um, I'm just gonna tell. I'm just gonna get in the car and say we should just get in the car and leave. I don't think things are gonna change. We can we can outpace a zombie in a in a vehicle. Cool. Butcher. Uh oh, sorry, you went up first. Or, sorry, I don't. Or, I feel like that. Nobody's like driving us, right? Irene, are you in the driver's seat? Yeah. Okay, Irene's in the driver's seat. I, I tell Irene to ram the zombie with the car. Okay, run over. Where, 
I want to, but I would rather have everyone in the car. <laughs> That's uh, my thing. Dan. The car is going to do massive damage. I'm going to shoot. Do it. Bam. All right, Dan. That uh, was the last. A hard success. What? Uh, Go ahead and roll your damage. Four damage. That was the last damage that needed for the zombie to, to die. So you finish zombie little Jimmy Foster. I I just nothing special. Just uh just a well placed shot to the dome. Just uh and and all right, let's get out of here. Let's skedaddle, kids. Alright, yeah. Combat is over. The I'm combat over. Uh, Leroy, unconscious Leroy, is in the back of, of, of Leo's car. Uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the boss's gang is half zombie, half uh, dead. Um, and, uh, uh, you guys seem to have, uh, you have, uh, Butcher has the, the four-valved silver trumpet in his possession right now. So, uh, yeah, what's going on? You guys all piling in and driving off? Where are you going to? Uh, Leo walks over to Butcher. Give me that. I pick up the cat that Marvin kicked. Oh, you do? I thought oh, then he walks over to this truck. This big truck. Yeah. And he sees if the keys are, uh, you know, look for some keys. Yeah, sure. Uh, give me a luck roll. A luck roll. Yeah. All right. Eh, not lucky enough. Yeah. Uh, you weren't able to find any keys, but yeah. You know what what what's here. Alright. Well, I'll let people know what's here. No use letting a good haul go to waste. Ah, right, let's hop in the, the truck. Or the uh the studebaker. Perfect. You guys speed off. Where are you guys heading off to? Probably Butcher's place. <laughs> nah, he's not going. He survives. He's such a crazy guy. We're not helping him. So it can never be used again. Yeah, so let's, 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 let's run through this. We show up. This dude's riddled with bullets. How's that gonna look? We, we just run. run. We, we, need to, we need to talk to him. Yeah. He's the only person who knows where the fucking trumpet comes from. All right, all right. Let's, let's focus. Let's take him to bed. I know where we can hide out. Your apartment? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take him. No, not to my apartment. Are you fucking kidding me? We're not going to Manhattan. Um, Yeah, so we go to Hell's Kitchen, and we go to one of the hideouts. You're giving me directions, right? I know where my safe houses are. Yeah. You guys successfully, you guys, yeah, you, you roll up to, if that's what everybody's doing, you guys roll up to one of uh, Leo's safe houses. Um, uh, Christian, what was Butcher saying about the trumpet? I'm just asking if we should just destroy this so nobody can use it again. Not but, yet. 
supposed to know about this mythical shit? Hey, you know, I've only, I only know what they want me to know. Yeah, and it's yeah. a limited amount of things. But, I mean, certain circumstances cause, cause for secrecy. People. I think we should destroy it. Weren't you, like, tempted by a demon about resurrecting the dead, like, a month ago? Uh, you know, I tried to get past that. I'm still working on that, man. You're just bringing it back up. But I'm not going to let you forget. You tried to kill us. I mean, does it sound like I'm trying to kill you when I'm trying to destroy the one thing that was bringing zombies back to life and that almost killed two of us? I'm trying to help. <laughs> uh, Butcher, does that trumpet have that symbol from that book on it? Oh, good question. I didn't. Just look at it. You inspect it closely, Butcher, and you discover to your horror that while there are many etched uh, carvings in the trumpet, one is most noticeable on the fourth valve, the sign, the sigil of Nyar Hotep. Clearly, Nyar Hotep gave Leroy this trumpet, maybe to resurrect his dead wife. It didn't go well. I mean, let's just do first aid on the guy and interrogate him. Maybe we should go to the Trinity. Maybe we should go to wherever uh, his wife's buried. We can we can ask him when he wakes up where he got the trumpet from, how he got. All right. Well, well, let's wake him up while I'm driving there. No, we no we wait to get to apply first aid. Leo's safe. We get to Leo's safe house. When does that happen, Spencer? Has that happened yet? It's happened. Okay. You're there. Dane, is he tied up? You got all of his limbs tied up? Yes, he's we all tie tied up. up. He's all tied up. We administer first aid. I that, oh, You just killed him, I'm pretty sure. First aid? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you just killed him. You definitely, you definitely did. You definitely did. There's no, like, uh, like you, okay. Here's what happens. You guys get so you guys roll up. You you're all freaking out, uh, bleeding out. You take a lot of damage from from the zombies that were resurrected. And you like imagine like a, a bank heist gone wrong, right? Like you guys are like scrambling in. You're going in. Maybe a couple of you are kind of looking over your shoulders because you're a little bit Reservoir. paranoid. Yeah, First yeah, yeah. So you <laughs> and you and you. <laughs> You slam, you slam, uh, Leroy into like a chair, and maybe like Butcher's like tying up his hands or something like that. Uh, and Dan is as well. And and like Irene goes and goes, oh, I'll get him, I'll get, him. I'll fix him up. And like you go to like maybe like stitch up like um s uh, like something on his chest, and like the knife, the scalpel slips and you slit his throat. Like it like slips in your hand, and it and it's like it gashes up. And you guys are all stuck there. Just realizing that, like, his head just slumps and his blood just pours out of his neck. Can we put a tarp down? Yeah, we'll put a tarp down. Yeah, we'll 
only one that could fix this, I mean. You push the fumble? No. They happen. Wait, did you play the trump? Bring him back. She accidentally slipped this dude's throat. I guess we just I guess we destroy the the trumpet and wipe our hands of the situation and walk away. That's all that we really can do at this point. I concur. That's what I say. I try to fix him. Irene unsuccessfully tries to patch up the the dead man. Um how are you guys trying to destroy the trumpet? Melting it. Uh, yeah. where's the where's the closest furnace? Can I ask somebody? Can I ask if one of the guys around the uh, the safe house knows where we got we know. foundry or something? Yeah, the sure. funeral home. Speaking of funeral home, the funeral home. We can cream it. That's a good idea. There you go. Let's take Leroy with us. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll put him in the thing in the same furnace. Oh, oh, my God. to the funeral home to, to cremate it, right? Yeah. Okay. So, double check. here's... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, okay. we, wait until the, we wait until midnight so no one's there when we do it. For bodies, I don't know about a trumpet. Brass, brass melts at 1,700 degrees Fahrenheit. A cremation chamber... Burns somewhere between fourteen and eighteen hundred degrees Fahrenheit, so that's important. Right. So after a very long night, maybe you guys have patched yourself up. You're able to successfully break into the funeral home, uh, uh, get him, uh, get Leroy, uh, his now like uh, uh, very dead body. Maybe you put the trumpet in his hands and you push him in. And you set the oven on, and you heat it up. You turn it to the seventeen hundred. No, I want to rewind. We explicitly do not put that trumpet in his hands. Those are two. Oh, those those things are kept separate. You're you can't. chamber. Okay. You cremate Leroy first. You take him out. You put the trumpet in. You put it in. You're cranking up the settings. It gets to sixteen hundred. It gets to seventeen hundred. It gets to eighteen hundred. You start to push it to the nineteen hundred. But the trumpet does not melt. Looking on from the void, Nyarlutep howls with laughter down to all of your ears and into your souls, right to the center of the cosmos, to the court of Azathoth. As a Azathoth, Azathoth, right to the court of Azathoth, uh, blending indissolubly with the blind and idiot chorus of squealing charnel flutes. And that's where we end the adventure, with the investigators left with this artifact that seems to be indestructible. After having seen and, and gone through many of different experiences of, of Leroy bringing many people back from the dead, I guess that's the end of this tale for now. And yeah, that's that's basically the end of Dead Man's Bomb. So yeah, so uh, I guess uh, to kind of end that, uh, can we just kind of cover what each adventurer would or each investigator would be doing after the end of this adventure, and uh, we'll kind of call it from there if that sounds good. Uh, Irene is gonna drink herself into alcoholism. <laughs> After accidentally killing that guy, 
um, been ruining it for the party until she uh, checked herself into rehab to get her her therapy figured out, her mental health figured out, and uh, heal from her major wound, which is going to take five weeks to heal from. So, and she vows to quit the. Uh, the Cthulhu business, and she just wants to work on her little farmhouse. <laughs> she retires to a farm. Yeah, the one from uh, the la the last adventure. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think. Good. Oh uh, yeah, Leo. Uh, <clears throat> Leo lets his crew know about this warehouse full of hooch. <clears throat> <clears throat> and the demise of uh, a rival, yeah, a rival, a rival um, crime family, and uh, they begin to move in, take over their territory, and make a lot of money. And his status rises amongst the Hell's Kitchen gang. Oh yeah, he enjoys a life of wealth and happiness. Largely choosing to ignore the last few weeks of his life. That is until he probably gets roped into the next chapter of his nonsense. Somehow, it's it it's always these guys. All of this, these investigators brought together by some some circumstance. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, and he hires uh, Dan on as he offers Dan a job, um, running uh, being a being a bookkeeper at one of his warehouses because. Yeah. He's good I'm not good with numbers. I'm good with words, but you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fail. Maybe marketing. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Marketing for the illegal booze. Nice. <laughs> um, I would probably this. I would probably graciously appreciate Liam's offer. I would mm -hmm. probably turn it down and return back to my wife. Return from where I was. Uh, to Ohio and and you know at least heal but casually wonder for for many many moons what what could have been if I kept looking into stuff you know what else is out there just slowly preparing myself with knowledge and and maybe peering a little bit closer into the the, the window nice yeah the knowledge will never do not serve in all of my establishments, and it's a picture of butcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, that's okay because, uh, upon agreeance, of course, with the party, butcher suggests that they return this this item since it cannot we could not destroy it to the SEU so that they may assume all responsibility. And Butcher decides to retire his shop and the the smuggling and the the the, the membership within the SEU and um you know Zoe always said that she'd love to have a farm. So uh -huh. he's going to go start up a new life and distance himself physically from all of this. Butcher, yeah. do you want to be my neighbor? 
Um, <laughs> see how bad this alcoholism is. You're gonna cause trouble on the farm. I like to imagine that Irene's never done any farm work in her entire life, so most of like YouTubing neighbors is her calling you every day and being like, Butcher, how do I milk the cows? The seeds go in the ground. Not on it? I thought you just threw them out and watered them. For sure, Irene. You can come out here anytime. We, I guess it, we just have this long-lasting friendship and drown our sorrows in the in the Yeah, food. together. Uh, oh, Marvin, he, he goes back to Philly, he gets a cheesesteak, and he continues blasting truth waves day in and day out. Make sure the world knows about the alien threat. Yarlotep yeah. that's coming to get us. Oh, man. Yeah, does he at believe... The end, is Marvin that wrong? He's a cosmic horror. Yeah. Yeah, I think what is... actually is from somewhere in outer space. Really? Oh, man. Uh, 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 Mar what does Marvin believe Nyarlotep is? Does he believe he's an alien? Like yeah. a Martian god? Or... Yeah, okay. he's an alien. He's, he's, he's from an advanced technological civilization. He, he's, he's, he's on his way, probably. <laughs> he's on his, on his way here on his spaceship right now. Well, perfect. Yeah. I think that's a very fitting end for everyone. Uh, everybody kind of retires, trying to get out of the Cthulhu-esque life after uh, uh, very, very narrowly avoiding very uh, quick and, and painful deaths or by being driven insane. Some of you already being touched by going insane. Um, and yeah, that's basically the end of Dead Man's Thought. Um, just to answer your guys' question, I know you, the zombies seem to never die. And I want to reveal to you why that is. So, uh, monsters. Those raised from the dead are zombies. Each loses only one hit point from a bullet attack. All other attacks, such as with a knife, inflict half the roll damage. And I, I, I was, um, I, it, it might be my fault, because I try to, I try to, like, give the the hints but without directly telling you by saying like the the zombies don't really seem to be uh yeah. that affected by the bullets uh but now now that the the combat is over um that's why it was taking so long is because even though Dan Justin you were nailing those extreme successes it was only one point of damage each time yeah. is there any any zombie zombie shoot him in the head rule not in the starter set. Okay. So I bet if I did some more investigating, maybe there is. Is that something you could do, like for an extreme success, give them a headshot yeah. and let it do normal damage, maybe? Ooh, that's a good idea. Well, yeah. And then otherwise, you... just one HP. Did you guys have any questions about, uh, like, this adventure or how things were supposed to progress or anything? What happened to the guy's wife? Uh, oh, uh, uh, Leroy's wife? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's actually really sad. So Marnie, um, was apparently, uh, 
uh, driven, uh, ran over a year prior if he would have gotten that backstory. But um, uh, before before we go any further, hey, I know we're we're like an hour past our normal time. So if anybody has any other plans to to do right now, uh, feel free to leave. Um, I, I'm I'm happy to stay on and kind of answer questions about the campaign and everything, but I don't want to keep anybody up from our normal time. So. Yeah, sorry guys, I do have to split, but uh, it's been fantastic. No. Yeah. No worries. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Justin. Yeah. Spencer, hit me up offline with what what's the split? What what Joey was actually doing at the um at the yeah at the funeral? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll let you. I'll I'll say it here after you after you're gone, but I'll text you too. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm curious. I'll get yeah. you guys later. Later. Bye, guys.